poppin'. The Drew and Mike Show rolling from the deals in the D.com studios. And we're presented by Hall Financial. Don't forget and use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better position if you have credit card debt that you're not paying off monthly. Interest rates are insane. And you'd be much better off paying those off. Get a much better interest rate, although not what it used to be. If you refi, Hall Financial refis can close in two weeks or less, meaning you get your money faster. So whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current home, call Hall, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. I was talking to somebody who told me an interest rate on one of their credit cards was 29 Percent. Yeah, twenty-nine yeah. oh, percent, yeah. and it's legal. Oh my god! I know it's it's horrifying. Just absolute madness. Uh, I saw the wings sign Dylan Larkin today. Yeah, eight years for sixty-nine point six million dollars. That's a big deal. He demanded it was sixty-nine too. They wanted <laughs> to give him seventy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Last year he could have scored a goal in the last game, but he wanted to have sixty-nine points. <laughs> so he finished with sixty-nine points. His career high is 73 points, and I thought, God, that's a lot of money for a guy wh- whose career high is 73 points, not even a point a game. But I, I noticed the comments were very mixed. Some people felt they had to do it. Others felt it was overpaid. I don't know. Brandon, you're the biggest Wings fan here. What did you think? <laughs> I haven't watched the Wings in years. Seriously? They've been so bad. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I hate to say it, but I've been bandwagon, unfortunately. <laughs> but they've just been so horrible to watch for so many more years. But all in all, I like Larkin. He's a local kid, and he's the leader of the team, and I like the signing. Okay. That's a long way to go to say you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh... But I'm, <laughs> I you. haven't watched a game since the beginning of the year when they were fun. Okay, and... this information is not relevant. We think you like the signing, correct? I guess. Okay. Do you like it, Drew? Yeah, because I think they had to. He's the captain. That's what, oh. But how much have you watched? Uh, the? <laughs> I haven't watched enough to be an expert on it. That's why I pointed out that the comments were mixed, because I consider myself anything but an expert. Can we, can we get a forensic accountant on whether Brandon has been watching any games? Zero games. I caught him in the beginning of the season, that's all. Uh-huh. All right. I think we've spent enough time on Dylan Larkin, based on the information we have. Uh, we have more information on the Jared Goff versus Valentine wow. Distillery in Ferndale. What's going on here? Jared Goff, he just turned the corner in this town. Everything is going great. And then apparently, he and 11 people stopped by there. I've never been to Valentine Distillery. I have. It's right down the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's really? super it's, close. It's small. Well, when I went there, I don't know if they've expanded, but it was small when I went there. So not much room. Well, that's why I th- you know, immediately thought, if you have a group of 12... You might have a problem getting seated there, which is what happened. And allegedly, Jared Goff's group of 12 couldn't be seated. They got really pissed and verbally abusive and flipped the bird at customers on their way out. Oh. But then, probably (laughs) never would have been known, but the loose-lipped driver left a one-star review. Mike Selvia, yeah. I have a feeling that's not what Jared Goff wanted him to do. I just, just my gut. But you want to read the, the review and the... The response, because then the Valentine Distillery, actually it's uh, Rafino Valentine, responded yeah, himself. Uh, do you want me to read her? Who, Brandon, wait, wait. you want to read it? I don't care. The Elderflower is I'm, amazing. I'm a personal driver who just took, just today took a party of 12 to this establishment on February 26th. A party of which Man, included Jared Goff. Can I just point out the redundancy of just today took and then he gave the date? Yeah. And they were refused service. Absolutely rude. And the party described shaking my head horrible. And the, the owner responded uh, via the review. Wait, refused service sounds 
like they said, we don't serve people like you. The Lions. We suck. don't serve quarterbacks. <laughs> no, they were they were crowded, right? Or that's what he's the response is going to suggest. I imagine. Uh, so the response from the owner, Mike. Thanks for reaching out. I'm sorry to hear that your experience at Valentine was like that. We have a few policies upon knowing will surely make your next visit more enjoyable. Number one. If we don't have any seats available, you'll have to wait, just like everyone else. Oh. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're planning on bringing a large group, it never hurts to call ahead. Fake! We also offer many private event spaces with prior notice. Number two, swearing at, belittling, and intimidating my staff is not going to get you seated any Stupid quicker. Stupid idiot. What? Get the f- out of here. I, why not? I thought that would speed it up. <laughs> Number three, we understand that when some people drink, they do things that they regret the next day. Flipping uh. off other customers as you leave... Hopefully falls into this category. Furthermore, trying to retaliate and hurt a local business on social media when you're still under the influence is usually never a good idea. Wow. Wait, how does he know the driver? The, it's the driver. The Should driver. We, the driver be charged with DUI for being under the influence <laughs> yeah. when he posted? Or reviewing while drunk? Oh, come on. RUI. <laughs> this makes them and the organization that they represent look foolish. RWI. If you would like to provide which bus company you drive for, I'd be happy to speak to them as well. Thanks for your... You're a Ooh. fucking dick. Thanks for your cooperation <laughs> and understanding. Rafino Valentin, president and founder. And the, the way I found this was he went to Facebook and actually popped off and said, uh, like, hashtag never meet your heroes in Aww. real life and stuff. This is such a great beef for this city, right? <laughs> it's, it's quite uh, tattletale-y, but i got to say. So, it looks it's like so he has gotten rid of that post on Facebook. Oh. <gasps> So maybe hmm. should we uh, should we call them? Should we call Valentines? I mean, they're just right down the block. You have a phone yeah, number, why right? not? I yeah. love, by the way, for the record, their va- their vodka. It's delicious. Oh, really? Yeah. You tried their vodka? Yeah. Do you want to hear the driver's review of another place? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what Snipes is. If I could leave zero stars, I would. Absolutely rude customer service there on five fourteen twenty one. No idea why he spent over two hundred fifty dollars. Asked about an upcoming shoe release, and the girl said, "If I wanted them, I'd have to give her a hundred dollars cash now to secure them, <laughs> and also pay full price release day. So almost three hundred dollars for a two hundred dollars shoe. When they like- aren't a consignment shop. Some sketchy stuff going on up here." Sounds like kind of a hothead driver to me. Yeah. Starbucks. Driving. He's still not the quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh, he has support. Starbucks. Barbara. One star. Wow. One star? Starbucks. Star- Wait, Starbucks? Yeah. Came here to make a review about a male worker who works here, and while I'm reading the reviews, I actually seen one from today saying the same thing I was going to write. <laughs> Guy is so rude and intentionally ignores people with mobile orders. <laughs> January 24th, 21. FY. Never had an issue with anyone else here. I don't know what the deal is with this guy. Hmm. I also gave Chicken Shack one star, Rocky's Family Dining, Crispy's Fish. I think this guy has high standards. Chicken this Shack. is the Tasting Lounge for Valentine Distilling. What can I do for you? Hi, this is uh, Drew Lane calling from the Drew and Mike show. And we were just calling, uh, hoping we could talk to maybe the owner or whoever, you know, was sort of trying to settle this thing with Jared Goff and his group of 12. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid he's not going to be here as of right now for you, sir. I see. Uh, it's just going to be the bar- bartenders that are working the lounge for you for the rest of the night. Okay. Um, yeah. If you want, I can give you his email or my event manager's email as well for you to get in oh, contact with them. No, it seems oh. like a lot of work. Um, by the way, they said that you refused them service. Was there some reason they refused service or they was just too crowded for them? Uh, it's just that we don't do, uh, we do not accept parties over a certain amount for you. And that's why we do private events in the back room. Yeah, because it's kind of small. What's what's the capacity of Valentine? 
Uh, it's not big. The yeah. front room, I believe, is only about like 58 or 60 or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Trudy, what was a good liquor that you had, a good vodka? Oh, um, the elderberry is delicious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Right? Would Maybe. you agree? Have you tried the elderberry vodka? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, I tried everything that we started for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, liquor's right. drunken me. It's just professional. All right. Well, it's a, you know it's unfortunate. We hate to see uh, any place of business get in a dispute with uh, the Lions' quarterback and vice versa. It sounds like it was their fault. I mean, just from what I observed, but um, seems like this thing's got to be brokered somehow. Hopefully, worked out, smoothed over. Right with a personal uh, so appearance. No, I don't know. I, was, I know at this point, I know Rafino Valentine is handling it himself for you. I'm afraid I don't really have too many details myself. Okay, he sounds pretty unhappy, but uh, maybe maybe we'll get to talk to him and and see if he's uh, if the uh, darkness of night, perhaps after the light of day, maybe he's calmed down a little. Yeah, bit. and we know that he has your back. He definitely has his staff's back. Yeah, I guess yeah. the birds were flipped and uh, yeah. ugly words were exchanged or not exchanged. They were thrown at your employees, which. I hate that's to see cool. that. Yeah. Not cool that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you guys okay? But of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But okay. of course, you guys, if you, if you have any other questions for you, i got to let you go. I have customers hopping on. Oh, you sound like you wanted to talk. You sound really chatty. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's, he's overcoming the trauma. <laughs> A lot of trauma from Jared's visit. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're great. No, of course, you guys. You have a good rest of your night. All you right. too. Right. Peace. See ya. I like that guy. Yeah. I want to go there. I want to Golf? go there. He's still not the quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. This is Rafino's beef, and Rafino's beef only. It kind of is. <laughs> he, is he, does, he demands pissed. high service, basically. You know, hey, it's the quarterback, the good-looking fucking piece of shit who sucks. <laughs> I don't blame him for calling him out. He probably was a little overly tattletale and judgy, but I... You know, if you're getting a one-star review, I can see why he lost it. I can also see Jared Goff being a total passenger in this whole scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could be. This could be people who are uh, f- who are like tertiary friends of Jared who suddenly felt empowered by Jared's presence. How dare you! Right. Meanwhile, Jared's just walking in the car like, eh, dum, what dum, dum, whatever. <laughs> Goff doesn't seem like a hothead. Not really. Oh. No. Not, I mean, that'd be weird if he's not a hothead on the field and yet he's cursing out restaurants all the time. Well, he doesn't play drunk, that's why. Damn it, we should have asked him if Kristen Harper was there, because Jared Hoff, Goff's girlfriend is... Oh, Call him back. I don't know if that would be the guy Oh, he's ask. pretty busy. She is amazing. All right. Um, there was a... Here's another sports story today that just is blowing my fucking mind, and that is... Georgia? Jalen Carter's oh. little mishap in the uh, racing and reckless driving... Uh, Car accident, which led to the death of two people in the middle of January, and somehow six weeks go by before we hear that he was racing the guy who died, the driver who died, uh, and also a passenger died in the car. Two other people were injured, and nobody even knew Jalen Carter, who's soon to be possibly the number one pick in the NFL draft, that he was racing this guy? I, I think it it became public because uh, they went to interview him at the Combine, and he's not there! Oh, <laughs> Do you see the picture of like where he's supposed to be sitting for the interview at the Combine? And no. it's just empty because, yeah, I he's in some trouble. I think he thought this thing was going to just poof, Blow over. Sure. go away! Sure. Uh, what happened was, um, Jalen Carter, the... Uh, Potential number one pick of the entire NFL draft. That's a lot of money. He was racing his 2021 Jeep Truck Hawk 
against a 2021 Ford Expedition driven by a recruiting coordinator. By the way, that vehicle's only supposed to be used for recruiting, Wait, Georgia pointed out. They're, they're racing giant SUVs. Yes. And, well, <laughs> sounds also, pretty stupid. Jeeps. Also it's, in downtown Athens at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah, nice. It's 2.30 in the morning. So. Yeah, but he's probably got the 1,000-horsepower one. He's probably flying. Well, anyway, uh, what was revealed today was that Carter provided shifting accounts of the accident police. That's that's an understatement. Yeah. And let's see, he's uh, he's currently making arrangements to turn himself in. But this is an accident that happened six weeks ago, which is weird. But here's his here's his statement. Now, notice that uh, Carter seems very focused on himself. Doesn't seem terribly focused on the the dead members of the party. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it strange? Wouldn't you think that would be this would be a tragedy and he would be absolutely beside himself over the people that died, but it seems that he's more worried about himself and uh, what he said. Actually, I'm going to save his statement. I'll not, save, not, it, not save it for me- the end. Not to mention they're, you know, guys he knew, right? Yeah, and guys one, he one knew. One teammate. And people who are in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, Athens police have been in contact with Carter's representatives and do not know when he will turn himself in. Carter expects to be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Uh, the evidence is that both vehicles were switching lanes. There's some video, too. It yeah. sounds like there's a lot of surveillance. Uh, both drove in the center turn lane for extended periods, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists at high speed. Police say the cause of the accident, alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed. Chandler LaCroix, who is deceased, had a blood alcohol level of .197. He was driving 104 miles an hour before the crash. Damn. So what was Jalen Carter's blood alcohol level? He was the other driver. Well, we don't have a blood alcohol level for Jalen Carter because, well, um, for one thing, he wasn't at the scene when police and ambulances arrived. He left the scene. He took off. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, because, ah, they're okay. Or, or either that or, oh, they're dead. There's nothing to do. Drive so. safely. <laughs> Might as well go. I like, always freak out when I leave the scene of an accident, you know? <laughs> two very injured people, very injured people that are there, and two dead people, and he takes off. But he returned about two hours later. And um, his first, uh, when he was first questioned, he said he heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex. What? Then when confronted with the actual evidence, said that, uh, well, yeah, I had been driving crazy. Uh, behind and alongside LaCroix's vehicle. And then we, he, the officer said that there was no evidence of alcohol consumption, so he chose not to give Jalen Carter a blood alcohol test. Hmm. What That's, time in the morning was it? Did he get an autograph? Well, by now it's about uh, 4.30 in the morning. Ah. That's really odd, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Sounds very typical, but still just not right. So now Jalen, and be reminded this is six weeks after the accident, but this is the first thing he said about it, said, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor Two misdemeanor warrants. Reckless driving and racing are misdemeanors. That's, isn't that strange? You would think there'd be an, some kind of escalator in there, like racing that causes the death or something to that effect, wouldn't you? I That would make it a felony? It feels weird to me that both of them would be misdemeanors. It also seems weird to me that he's saying that, you know, uh, informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued like it's, yeah, it's just nothing, you know? Against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. Okay, first of all, gee, there's been nothing in the media until today. 
somehow you guys kept it so quiet, kept everybody quiet for all this time. And so now that somebody actually has a chance to say something, he's going to point out how incorrect they are. Uh, it is my intention to return to Athens to answer this, these misdemeanor charges, which makes it sound really like nothing, no big deal. against me, and make certain the complete and accurate truth is presented. Okay, he's the fucking guy who's lying his ass off at the site. There's no question in my mind I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Boy, he didn't mention the people that died in his post. No. no. Not one word. No, it's all about him. Do we have any actual audio of Jalen Carter? I just want to see if this sounds like him. The statement sounds like him. Well, Something he wrote. Yeah, no, it doesn't. In the January 15th reports, I read stories about it today. There's no mention of him at all. That is so fucking cold and yep. pathetic. I mean, obviously, it's all about Jalen Carter. All about, oh my God, he had to leave the combine. How inconvenient. But he really, really thought he... Saying how he wanted you to step up as a leader, work on conditioning. I mean, here he is talking how about this football. Spring, you know, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, obviously not here anymore. Nobody how cares about the question. Uh, I work, like, a different way. You know, I um, started running more after practice and all that because some guys motivated me to do more because they told me I could be top 10 pick and all that. So I've done a lot that I usually didn't do my freshman year. I've just been working harder. I guess it could be him. I don't know. Yeah. Boy, sure doesn't seem like. When is that? That's from that comment. That's from April 2022. Oh, okay. So he seemed pretty, pretty loosey goosey, but he's still pretty loosey goosey. Doesn't seem worried about this at all. No big deal. The um, uh, next video after that is Mel Kuyper's mock draft have him as the number one overall pick. <laughs> Oops. Um, I. It's gonna hurt his draft position. That's what everybody cares about. Will affect him? Yeah. Will it affect him? I would say so. Don't you think? Although, if they're just two misdemeanors. No DUI. And they stay misdemeanors, then no, it's not going to affect it. And test his blood. Yeah, they'll say, you know, it just got a couple misdemeanors. Uh, it, it's it, silly it, to it, hold that against it'll, him, it'll even be. though he lied to the police on site and wasn't tested for alcohol, which which I would imagine, well, I don't know. Uh, Maybe, you know, nobody may dig into this. No one has dug into this. No reporter in, in Georgia had any fucking idea no. that this happened. It, it'll get bigger, and then it'll be misdemeanors, or he'll plead down, and then it'll, the whole story will be about how he, he overcame this adversity that was really tough on him, and what a good character guy, and that's it, and watch him go tackle some people. <laughs> Yeah, no, like that's what it will be. Like, maybe like he'll he's drop got, to us. It'll be adversity, right? He'll <laughs> overcome this adversity of a problem that he helped create that led to two people dying. Yeah, I would say his character is looks pretty pathetic from here. Whoever wrote that though for him and put it out there, they, they didn't do a very good job. Well, I think they know what they're doing by not. You know, do not mention the two people that died. That'll right, remind right. people that. Yeah. Let's just. Uh, yeah, his money's all that matters. How much money he gets sure. in the draft. That's the main thing. Well, how much money those he people, gets in part is how much money whoever wrote that yeah, gets. That's true. Yeah. Doubt. yeah. Okay. It all makes sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> Silly me. But what if Big the Lions business. draft him now? Oh. Uh, Lions? Yeah. Well, I bet they would. If he fell to six, I bet they'd take him in a second. Yeah, why not? Well, and, I think uh, this is kind of a weird place for this, but. <laughs> since it was a trailhawk involved. But um, I think you can get those at zotchryslerjeep.ramanewhudson. A trailhawk? Well, he, that's uh, what he was driving, yeah. That's what he was driving, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. what the, the victim was driving. Oh, yeah, the victim was driving that? Yeah, the victim was driving trailhawk. 
Good ones. Oh, oh right. no, wait, wait. No, 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 no. The, the victim, Jalen uh, Carter? The victim had a different one. Oh, yeah, but that's for right. For the point of this read. Yeah, I don't think you need to go any much further <laughs> with great this great handling discussion. on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, and you're going to handle it safely. Um, and uh, that's two new Hudson, Hudson dealerships. I uh, have one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit. 4.8 stars, to be exact. Three, and my personal favorite, Zot has one of the largest inventories in the day with more Jeeps and Rams to choose from than almost anybody in the city. You want more good stuff? Right now, our studio sponsors are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass as low as $20.98 a month. You can also lease a 22 grand Jeep Cherokee for as low as $3.97 a month. So if you're on the hunt for a new or pre-loved Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, please check out our friends and studio sponsors at Zot's new I-96 dealership in New Hudson, and be sure to tell them Joe and Mike sent you. And, of course, you can always surf their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at dealsinthed.com. And ensure that ride with Legacy Partners because they specialize in home and auto and as, as well as uh, small business insurance. And if you're 64 and older, you can reach out to them with advice for Medicare for no charge. They have a specialist just for that. They're independent. They shop all the carriers for the insurance that gives you the best deal depending on where you live and a lot of different factors, call them at 586-209-4106. I have Karen, who's taking care of me. She's awesome. And if you get in on this and get a quote, you can uh, also get in on the drawing for the $50 gift card. So call Legacy Partners at 586-209-4106. And then there's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters in Michigan, they're caregiver-owned, operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure quality buds They've won six Cannabis Cup Awards. Each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by the actual growers, care for, and are very passionate about the trade. You can grab some up at Vibe, all locations, King of Buds in Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor Breeze, in Shango and Hazel Park, uh, Green Genie, Detroit Puff and Utica, Mind Right, New Baltimore, and many more. And then also, if you have a favorite dispensary, ask them if they'll get Ghostbusters. Do it. Do it. Uh, Chris Rock's going to be live on Netflix. Yeah, on Sunday, right? 10 o'clock. Awesome. Is that uh, this Sunday night? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's going to be huge. Yeah. I would think. And Plus, they've already leaked about how he is going to talk about the slap. Oh, God, the oh slap. yeah. I would think this is his chance to really, really have fun with that cuck loon slapping him <laughs> and screaming at him. Do you open with that? He opens with that, right? You got to open with that. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's Netflix. And then bring it back around. Yeah, Netflix live. And when when are the Oscars? Uh, the, the week following after. week, I yeah. believe. Okay. Yeah. Good so timing. Brilliant timing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. This is, I believe, Netflix's first live event. Really? Wow. Yeah, it is. Weird. And thank God um, that they have that crisis team at the Oscars in case <laughs> Will Smith tries to get back in. You know what? A, somehow. Uh, that is such a bad idea. Uh-huh. And the proof is the fact that Hollywood's mad at it <laughs> about how stupid it is. Hollywood Why knows are they mad at it? Uh, because it's a dumb idea. They think it's a dumb idea, and they are kind of saying, well, you guys didn't do shit last year, and right. this when is how you're counted. making up for it? It's kind of like how Trudy arrived an hour early because she was late yesterday. <laughs> I think they... Uh, <laughs> it's a good think, average, though, Trudy. Thanks. Yeah. I think they flipped Traffic. out because he was talking to Denzel and all those people, so they weren't going to yes. go, oh, we can't throw him out in front of Denzel. What if Denzel doesn't want him thrown out? And Denzel said that you're only as bad as your darkest, they, when they come for you in the dark, or whatever that stupid <laughs> quote was. What the fuck was that? And then you throw Denzel out, too. Oh, no, you can't throw Denzel yeah, out. Yeah. Wrong 
yeah. ain't got shit on me. And you throw Jada. No, it was obvious. You just grab him by the arm and you just take two guys and the escort them out. I mean, sure. Jada had on. nothing to do with it. But instead, wouldn't that be cool? Don't you wish we could know the alternate ending if they had tossed him out instead of having to watch him tell us how great he is at protecting people? You really want a standing ovation? How did that happen? Yeah, anybody that <laughs> gave a standing happen? ovation should be disinvited this year. They should not oh, be allowed to go. They were all standing. Oh my God, how pathetic! And and that whole rap was about how I protect people, and I protect <laughs> the Williams sisters. And that's just the way I am. I protect my wife. I'm a cuck. I'm a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is a cuck. My wife's name out <laughs> your fucking mouth. Uh, Bieber canceled his tour today. Yeah, just canceled. It was She's a mental a- health thing. Well, no, I thought it canceled. was from is that face paralysis. Yeah, Guillain Barre. Is that what is? Is that why? Bells. Or maybe it's Bell's palsy. Is that why? Did you see the picture of him? I saw the picture of him when he had it. Oh well, maybe that's when he had it. They there... said that he would it would go away in a few months. At that time, I haven't seen a picture. Of him. Actually, I think I've seen a picture of him lately. It was well, just his fever. Let me look and see. Did the he one... say that's why he was canceling? The one I saw just had that picture on there. Yeah, where his one eye is completely shut. Yeah, but you're, maybe maybe it is old. I don't know. Yeah, that was when he first uh, announced that he was going to delay. That was quite some a while shows, ago. Cancel oh. some shows, but now it, it seems like it's all. So now he's canceling it because of the whole, you know, Haley Bieber Selena Gomez battle. <laughs> what? Yeah. You didn't know there was one? Yeah, I've you say? Saw, I've seen. <laughs> I know it's the dumbest fucking. It thing. It made Selena quit. <laughs> Social media, right? Oh, yes. She said, "I don't even know what we're talking about this." Yeah, yeah it's you know, <laughs> so whatever. Dumb. I don't, I don't know that our audience really pays attention <laughs> That's to these why I idiots. It. It's ridiculous. Um, why was Haley Bieber mad? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just told you everything I knew about it. They, they're all about drama, though. Yeah. Ever since I got married, it's always drama. Drama, 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 drama. She has a Baldwin gene. Crying in public. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was crying. She was crying. Anyway. Um, Taylor Swift was somehow wrapped up in it, too. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Okay, I, I don't care, but I just saw this long segment about, oh, the mental health of artists, and they're forced to push through all these terrible things, and good for Justin. Again, when you quit, people go, oh, that's so great. Mm-hmm. He quit. <laughs> Why is that great? Um, you know, I've seen some people who are a little less uh, married to this idea that, you know, you should stop doing anything the minute you feel a little anxiety, mm-hmm. and... Sort of the bottom line that I got from the, uh, and these were older artists, they were saying, if you don't have the quote-unquote mental health, and some of them seem sarcastic about it, to tour, or you have any question at all, don't plan a tour. Yeah. But if you plan a tour, and you sell tickets, you need to go do those shows. Well, what's the old saying? The show must go on, unless you're feeling a little down. (laughs) Or anxious. Oh, wait. No, well, it just stops it. The show must go on. People have. Because a lot of people depend on it. They've spent their money. They've made plans. I'm about the workers. Hotel reservations, whatever it is. Um, Think of the people that work for Biebs. Now, he might pay for it. I don't know. But still, that's their livelihood. Well, the, the people that I was reading, um, the people that were commenting on it who are artists were suggesting it was really about the fans that, you know, if the fans have gone to that much trouble that you have to deliver, unless there's some extreme event. Um, and they referenced uh, Robert Plant's son died, and they had to cancel a tour. And there, I mean, there were some really extreme things that you know tours have not always come off as they're supposed to. But 
This idea. Well, look that, at look at. I'm really down in the dumps and <laughs> take at, a look at myself. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> you know, finally came back after the pandemic, <clears throat> and then Zach blew open his Achilles. He still did shows after that till finally he's like, I can't do this anymore. Really sorry. I mean, he did a handful well, of shows with a ruptured Achilles. ACDC uh, yeah. got Axl Rose to do shows with a broken leg. I but you I think broken leg. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. Don't plan a massive, massive world tour if you might not be able to fulfill it. Maybe just do two months at a time. But the the response is the opposite of that. It's like, oh, they're canceling. That's so good. They're worried about how they feel. <laughs> do you think everybody doesn't feel not feel like going to work a lot of days? Right. But yeah, they go. You gotta go. Sounds like to. someone's having their monthly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it used on to be us who were on our periods all the time. Now it's everyone. That's <laughs> oh, Bieber. Don't uh, feel good. Paris Jackson. Um, oh. Brandon had this in his prep today. Her new single "Band Aid," which sounds sounds like Nirvana. It's like no, it sounds like a ripoff of Nirvana. It doesn't sound like Nirvana. I haven't heard it yet. And uh, yeah, Brandon's got it. You play Brandon? Yeah, you'll love it. And she's so dramatic too. Lyrically, it's the most raw and vulnerable I've ever been in one of my songs. Ever. <laughs> We have to keep pretending that she matters. <laughs> oh my God! It's a total ripoff. Oh wait, that's lithium, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. You know I've spent I'm so a good lonely. Few years just thinking, drinking about you. I mean that that involves a song credit to Kurt Cobain, I would think. I mean, that's insanely bad. Yeah, yes. No, saying it sounds like Nirvana, I thought, what do you mean it sounds like Nirvana? It's a total ripoff. But, uh, of course, the author's pretending that, uh, oh, wow, she just kind of hit that Nirvana zeitgeist. How cool is that? No, not at all. And I'm just saying, okay, how uh, how much pretending can I do about one person? First of all, I'm supposed to pretend that she's really Michael Jackson's daughter. I'm supposed to all really believe that. And that's what, honestly, the headline was, Michael Jackson's daughter has released a grunge single that sounds like Nirvana. I mean, it's always Michael Jackson's daughter. Okay, I know she's his, She he raised her as his daughter, but she's not his biological daughter. When I see Paris, Stop they it. always think, no. Debbie, but that could easily be my father's genes, you know? In her, in her defense, Drew, she saw her uh, dad get away with whoppers after whoppers. So she's just doing what her dad did. Whopper palooza. She's just lying and lying like dad did. I've seen stories where people actually brought it up. And, and of course, she says, oh, no, 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 I'm his daughter. And uh, I am a woman of color, blah, blah, blah. I mean, she and is then that's daughter. the end of it. She's not the biological daughter. Right? Yeah, but she says she is. She says she's, well, she's the biological wrong. daughter. And everyone pretends she, the media pretends she is. They don't ever question it. So now we're going to pretend she sounds like Nirvana when actually she's doing Nirvana. She's covering Nirvana. You know, that's uh, not. I, I just, I'm looking at the credits for it, not any credit for Kurt Cobain, who wrote Lithium. You gotta be kidding me. No. It doesn't sound anything like Lithium. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Sounds exactly like it. It's so bad. I mean, if they can sue Led Zeppelin over the beginning. Play Nirvana? I am. I'm going to play them oh, back to back to back to back. If they can sue Led Zeppelin over the beginning of Stairway, is it Stairway? That well, yeah, Spirit sued them for yeah. over. Then. I'm so happy. Play one after the other. Days 
you'll have to guess who has the original. You know I've spent a good All right. few years. That was not the original. Can we play the original? What a choke. Can we hear her uh, her statement from which is so powerful? I I love the way the crowd explodes when she points out with liberty is our slogan. Slogan? That was one of the greatest introductions I've ever heard. <laughs> Shut up, baby. If we were to all stand up united as one, our impact. It would be huge. Believe me, huge. It's the crowd. And that's not fake news. We must show these Nazi white supremacist jerks in Charlottesville and all over the country that as a nation with liberty as our slogan, we have zero tolerance for their violence, their hatred, and their discrimination. She said nothing. Liberty is our slogan. I love the crowd's response. Stupid idiot! Get the out of here! What are they? Liberty is our slogan? Question mark? Whatever that means. There's a question mark there, isn't there? The way she said it. With liberty as our slogan. My God! Why do we have to? And that's not fake news. So is she? Stupid speech. So is is. Nirvana going to sue or Courtney Love going to sue because it's that's going to uh, land in court, right? Yeah, Courtney Love, I would guess. Yeah, and it was Courtney Love dumb enough to say, "Oh, I think it's great." Yeah, she is. She might <laughs> she be. Totally, I kind of was thinking that. Yeah, um, I was thinking about Grohl and Novoselic, but you're right. He has all writing yeah. credit for that song. Oh, he is. Yeah. Um, by the way, they were covering the who's got who has. I don't credit? know if he has publishing or whatever. Kurt does. Wrote it. Yeah. Oh, so that's her. Um, yep. They they were covering the Dave Grohl barbecue thing this morning on CBS. I saw that. Uh, did you see the Vlad Dudier thing where he's talking about pork? He was listing all the food that they were ribs and this and that and pork butt. And he says, I love all kinds of butt. <laughs> that dude's a weird cat, man. It is weird. And they just like. Um, you know, uh, hey, wait. You know he's not a, gay. You know he's not gay, right? Yeah, I, I know he's, That's the amazing he's married thing to a woman him. and he has children, <laughs> right? But yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, oh, this just went a different direction. He's and a weirdo. Though. Laughed at him. Um, so John Stewart yesterday um, was uh, relatively vindicated for having the balls to say something about COVID possibly coming from a laboratory. And today, the FBI came out even stronger than the Energy Department, which is interesting, the order of the organizations who were speaking about this. But John Stewart yesterday talked to, I guess, is that John's podcast he was on? Is that his own podcast? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Anyway, he, he talks about all the shit he took, which is fucking unbelievable, looking back on it. The Department of Energy came out with a report saying that they have they said low confidence, but that uh, the COVID-19 uh, was a result of a lab leak. Uh, are, you, are you trying to get me canceled again? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've, I've gotten so many texts being like, is John gloating? Do you feel vindicated? <laughs> no, there is no. There, what? I, the, first of all, 
I, I wasn't waiting for the Department of Energy to weigh right. in. On it. Like, that's one of those. You were, like, you were refreshing <laughs> the Department of Energy feed. What, what, what is the Department of Energy? <laughs> With I'm, low confidence. It's it's not about certainty or the the larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances as it arose from that. My my bigger problem with with that was I thought it was a pretty good bit that expressed kind of how I felt. It was funny. And the two things that came out of it were... I'm racist against Asian people and <laughs> how dare I align myself mm. with the alt-right. And wow. I thought, well, that's such a peculiar, you know, and for those of you who, who don't know what we're talking about, and God, <laughs> God bless you if you don't. Uh, I'd gone on Stephen Colbert's show. Uh, Stephen is a, a young up-and-coming uh, <laughs> improv actor uh, with the program. You'll make it. And, and just really very wide hips surprisingly um but the the point was i was doing a bit about and it was similar to a bit i've done on religion i used to do a bit about religion saying religion's giving comfort to a world torn apart by religion so the idea was uh you know about the vaccines and other things that science had uh, truly helped heal a world from a pandemic uh, probably called by science and then i proceeded to go on a kind of a long tangent about why that, why I thought that. Um, and the backlash was swift, uh, immediate, and yes, uh, quite loud. Uh, <laughs> and again, I didn't take that personally either. Like, we live in a world where, like, I have my opinion. I'm not mad at the backlash either because they're doing what I was doing, which is expressing myself. The part that I don't like about it is the the absolutes and the dismissive, like, Mm -hmm. fuck you, I'm done with you. I will never forgive you. You have crossed an unforgivable line. You've expressed an opinion that is antithetical to mine or not mine, and it may not be one that has any real ramifications of anything. I was just saying, this seems like it's a pretty good possibility. Which, by the way, right. has happened before. Um, why was he called racist? What is? Why do people who just because he thinks it came out of a laboratory? How in the world would that make him racist? That's insane. Um, against the Chinese? How would that be racist? I don't know. I don't, the Chinese, by the way, have not really been very nice to us. No. <laughs> so I, I don't know why we're so. Why are we so concerned about how the Chinese feel when the fact is that it was a possibility? It looks like it did happen that way. I mean. A fact is just too much for us to handle without being a racist. You're a racist for believing a fact or for something being a fact. I mean, that's incredible. I'm, I personally feel that it's just all about Trump because Trump said it. It suddenly became the worst thing in the world you could think. And some people, it just can't give Trump. I mean, it's not giving someone credit, in my opinion, to say, well, I agree. It might have come out of the laboratory. That's not a big deal. He didn't know. He just thought that. But so for anybody else to think that they're then a horrible person or they're, I mean, you should see, did, have you guys looked at the video of John with Stephen Colbert that night? No. Uh, not since Colbert before. is absolutely losing it. Colbert's talking about, cut, cut. And he says, um, he makes a joke about, um, 
Uh, how long have you been working for Senator Ron Johnson? Oh. I mean, like he's just some loon. And it's just, it's like, wow, it's weird. And I think yesterday, didn't we play Jimmy Kimmel talking about it being conspiracy theory? Yeah, yeah. Next, he's going to blame the Spanish flu on Antonio Banderas. Right. But, I, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is that it has to be Trump. And the only reason I really thought that today was because, you know, I said, just made that simple statement, well, Trump kind of won the day in East Palestine. And people fucking lost it. Like, how dare you give him credit for anything? I wasn't giving him that much credit. It was just a stupid thing. I was, I was giving him political credit. I wasn't saying he won anything major. I mean, if anything, it was uh, handed to him on a plate. Perception is so much of reality there. Hey, I got a question about all of that, though. Why are the Chinese making diseases in labs, if it did? In uh, fact, bad, if we pretty prove good that, question. Why are they making killer diseases? What, 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 we are, too. What are they cooking that up for? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Get, the idea is to get ahead of them, right? So you know how, it's, how things are going to mutate. That's the whole gain-of-function argument. But, I, feel, I feel like our labs are more secure, right? Oh, do you know how many lab leaks we've had in this country in the last 10 years? Yeah, I've read the books. Eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the problem is we lock... Read books about lab leaks, Trudy? We lock yeah, them down. Yeah, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Really? Sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Any you'd recommend? Um, well, they were written in the 90s, but yeah. Um, a couple of them. Hot Zone was one. Bill Maher did the... Uh, Bill Maher was talking about how the surveys about hospitalization for COVID that people on the left thought 50% were hospitalized. Like what has happened to us? I mean, it seems like we were really falling apart and then COVID just, just destroyed us. Well, it happened in the worst year, an election year. I mean, could that have been intentional as well? Here I go with yeah. conspiracy theories, but actually intentional to derail what, you know, our shout out to Alex our Jones. Country. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, intentional Fuck by things them? Up. Well, except remember how many Chinese died, too, and it wasn't very good for them. And oh, their the economy, lab leak, you mean. Their economy was oh. pretty bad. But that, see, that that's a lot of people were thinking it was intentional, too, in the beginning. The, the really, really nuts, right? Right, right. As opposed to being a leak, and I think they all got convoluted together. I wasn't even really thinking that deeply. I was just kind of wondering, where did it come from? And then, you know, when they said, oh, it came from bats in these markets, I thought, God, that seems weird. Um, and but I didn't, I don't know. They don't, How would they, I know? They still don't know. You have eight agencies that are supposed to make, you know, decide. You have one that said with high probability lab leak, that's the FBI, energy department. It's probably the best one to figure out. Uh, low probability that most likely was a lab leak. Then you have four agencies that say, no, it's probably, you know, born out of animals. There's two uh, worldwide oh, studies. I, I, that I don't are, want to you're, dig well, in I'm just that saying, deeply to everyone. Okay, well, you're sure we understood yesterday that, oh, this is not the only possibility. Yeah, I mean, no John one could Stewart's, bear to say it's a lab leak. That's, well, low probability. And John Stewart, I mean, John Stewart said it the best. <laughs> the damn <laughs> facility that worked on it is where it leaked. You know, like right there. Well, it's called. It just so happens to be the Wuhan coronavirus, and it leaks in a wet market right next to the Wuhan coronavirus lab. Yeah, it certainly didn't seem beyond the pale. But like I said, I fucking didn't know. I wasn't going to say, I know it's a lab leak, or I know it isn't, because I sure as hell didn't know. And I Shut up, I, conspiracy theorist. I damn well hardly trust anyone to tell me whether it is or isn't. I mean, at this point, it's like we're still kind of uh, about it. I mean, a low probability, although uh, for some reason the FBI came out strong. I don't Why is the FBI they, they talking had before, about this? They had before. I don't know why it came out again. Well... 
Probably because nobody wanted to report it. Well, the Chinese are ultimately the ones who could prove this or yeah, not, they're not, and they're not. Yeah, they're, ever yeah, they're no help. Anybody. So Never. why are we so worried about the how, how the Chinese are going to feel? China. They don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, um, and they're never going to claim it either. They're never going to confess. No, they're no help. Um, but anyway, East Palestine, you know, it, it caused all that. And actually, you know what? I, I sort of reviewed it after the fact, and I realized, you know, it was only like five people who emailed who were so upset about it. And I emailed them all back and said, I didn't mean he won anything important. I just was saying he won the PR for the day. That's all. He was the first guy to show up. and He did. And that, that brought a slew of responsibility. No, he didn't. <laughs> But anyway, Trump does this to people, and I wonder if the, how much shit the Washington Post got, because they did a fact check on the cause of the accident and declared that it's not Trump's fault, because the bearings have nothing to do with the safety regulations that Trump was involved in or not involved in. So there was the whole braking system that they wanted to instill on these trains. Now, the thought is that, oh, if it had this braking system, then all happened at the same time as opposed to intermittently, then maybe it wouldn't have overturned. Maybe. I'm just talking about the WAPO fact oh, check. The WAPO would I'm more than likely love to it. call it Trump's fault, and they said it's not Trump's fault, which to me is so fucking funny because, no, first of all, that's, that's everyone wants to argue with WAPO about it, and second of all, who the fuck spends all their time determining that it's a, which president's fault it is when a train derails? The problem I mean, it was is, just fucked up from the beginning. The We're like, is what is wrong with us? become so fucking political, people forget that it is really the fault of Norfolk Southern. Yeah. Period. Period. For, but, for, but Trump for, has not been president for over two years. If it was such a thing, wouldn't someone have said, hey, remember that? Those safety regulations, we got to do something about that. In fact, there were a lot of things that happened the first day Joe Biden became president. Um, that by presidential proclamation. Now, he can't just proclaim safety regulations, but I never heard anyone so talk Biden's about Biden's fault. Did you? No, I don't. I'm not. I didn't think it was anyone's fault, but Northern, oh, Norfolk Southern's. The response is absolutely the fault of the current administration, though. Hands down. Yeah, I think they fucked it up. And today, uh, Texas A&M and um, Carnegie Mellon announced they've done air sample tests and they said the air is not safe. Mm -hmm. The EPA said it was safe. The EPA, by the way, is also in the midst of this mess over sending um, dangerous waste to other, and it's, oh, we have a problem with communication. I mean, it seems to me it's no, become no, a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. I, so, I think they need to park it in Norfolk Southern's rail yard and leave it there. They should have it. Well, they, I they were trying to get you rid take care of it. They were trying to get rid of the damage right away, too, before the investigation was complete. I, I don't trust. Feel like they're trying to hide something. Oh my god, they are. I would so not trust trying. anyone in this whole thing. And uh, by the way, I did some deep diving. You know the the U.S. Uh, waste company here, the one in mm -hmm. Van Buren, and then the one in Romulus, the the injection well. I've done too much research on this for Charlie's show. Um, is owned by Republic Waste, the second largest uh, waste company management. in America, um, behind behind Waste Management. Um, who's the biggest investor in Republic? Anybody? Anybody? Bill Gates. <laughs> What? Why would he invest? Huh. Well, because he's got a lot of hold. I mean, his investment thing has a lot of holding in a lot of companies. But it's just funny. He owns a third of Republic. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's his fault again. Jesus. I saw where his uh, his daughter, who they said, we're only going to leave her $10 million. Fuck these kids. Or I think Good. they have to share $10 million. Fuck them. But then she's living some ridiculous lifestyle. She'll marry I another billionaire. And it sounds like, is she an influencer? 
Is she uh, is she trying to be the, hot on the us? Horse rider. I don't know. It was a picture of her. One? A picture of her in a bikini. Well, the older one just got married. Who, who, who does she? Who does she favor? Who does she look like? Oh God! I'd... She looked like Melinda to neither. me, but not as bad as Melinda. <laughs> I think Melinda's. I don't know. I mean, I know she, I'm frightened of her. If she ever walked in the room, I would straighten up so fast. <laughs> I would. I would absolutely straighten up. She would freak me out. She looks school marmy to you. Yeah, she's just scary. I mean, she makes Bill Gates do the dishes or the dishes. He can't leave the table till the dishes is done. He's a fucking billionaire. He's the richest man in the world. It's such bullshit. So the one daughter might be an influencer because she's hot. Uh, the other daughter just got married. I remember seeing all that stuff. No, there was a story about what about one that of third them, daughter and about how much money she spends and how she lives in some super duper expensive place. Oh, it's a dude. <laughs> are there th- is, is there a guy in the family? Yeah, they're very they soft a, male. They have a son. Okay. Inside the lavish lifestyle of Phoebe, who I believe that's is, it. That's, that's the that's story. That's the younger one. She's the aspiring fashion designer. Yeah, that's not the story I read, but that's the kid. That's her. Oh my God, she yeah. looks like Melinda. She does. Um, not as bad though, I don't think. But she could be growing into Melinda. I mean, it could oh. get really bad. Hey, give her some power. She's gonna look like Melinda. I think. I think. Oh, is that what power does to yeah. you? Yeah. You start I think Paris Hilton is going to look like Debbie Rowe. I do. Oh, Par- you mean Paris, Paris Jackson? Paris Jackson. Paris Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, I mean, something. Weird Paris up. Hilton did, but. No, I, I've seen pictures of Paris Jackson where I can see the oh, resemblance she already. Looks like, I can see it now. Yeah. No, I, I don't see the Arnie Klein resemblance yet, but I'm sure. Uh, oh, you can see there. that in uh, the other in the boy. What's his name? Prince. Prince. Yeah. Prince. He looks just, just like, like Arnie. Arnie. Yeah. He, <laughs> this, I but just black. showed this to people, like the last people on earth who had ever heard of that, and I'm like, oh. You didn't know this, and I had to like whip out the side by sides of Prince and Arnie and yeah, Debbie. No, <laughs> Debbie no and most Paris. people, most people wouldn't know. I'm sure most people walk around going, uh, "Oh yeah, Michael has two kids, Michael Jackson. No wonder she's making music. She's got a lot of talent. I'm sure." I, that is weird. I know, isn't it weird? But why would most people care? I guess. I mean. Them. You know, and most people also they probably would, think she's black, and then you show them a picture, and they just go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> most people also go walking around going, "Yeah, Michael Jackson is weird. He used to like to have squirt gun fights with twelve-year-olds, uh, and you know, yeah, he just I guess he needed a second childhood or Come something." On. And he had a zoo at his house. <laughs> he had a zoo at his house and Ferris zoo. wheels, and yeah, roller coasters, all clicked. Jesus in. juice. It's really charming. They didn't watch the some documentary Jesus juice right now. <laughs> We have elephants and giraffes and crocodiles and every kind of tigers and lions. You want some Jesus juice, Trudy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What kind of Jesus juice do you want? We have stink bombs. You got Jesus juice? What, are you referring to wine? Yeah. Because that's what Jesus juice was. And a Coke Coke can. (laughs) Right. And and a soft drink can that's been emptied out. That was Jesus juice. Brilliant. We should have a Jesus (laughs) juice weekend. Jesus Juice Come weekend. to Jesus Juice Weekend. <laughs> Why isn't there a Jesus Juice Fest? Because shouldn't a vineyard put on the Jesus Juice Festival? Yeah, somebody's missing an opportunity. Oh, there'd be a fucking tweet. That's in poor taste. There were many kids who were beaten off too while showing them in his butthole. <laughs> half, half the people don't believe that, so. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, then you can just go, <laughs> if someone says that on Twitter, you just go, wait, what? <laughs> <Just> play dumb. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw the story about the Vermont State Troopers who were on leave because of comments they made they were playing each other in a video game and they were trash talking each other i saw the story but i could never find what it is they said i can't either i i was kind of getting the feeling that there isn't a recording of it 
Oh, I'm sure it's saved somewhere. It has to be, otherwise so, they wouldn't get in trouble for it. So yeah. some asshole in the game recorded them and turned it up, because state senator is the one who reported it to, um, let's see, reported it to I, whoever you reported to, and now there's an internal investigation. Buzzkill! And then the state police advisory commission will review it, and then another organization will make a determination because two Vermont state troopers were playing video games and trash-talking each other, and some asshole decided to record it. So what they say, I mean, there's no hint as to what they said. I they said misogynistic. Mis- the first story said misogynistic comments. The second story said there's some racist comments, too. Well, if you've ever played any video game online, yeah. <laughs> you learn that people get yeah. very angry exactly. and Especially if you're playing Myers Leonard. Or if you're playing any 12-year-old that's better than you in Call of Duty. So why are we doing this to people? Uh, again, why is the tattletale the one who's rewarded in this case? The tattletale obviously is mad at one of them or doesn't like one of them. So he just decided, oh, got, I'll fuck with them. He probably got ratio. I don't know. He probably got killed or something by these guys and they, they saved, <laughs> saved the he stream. He lost the game. But the, the thing is, is trying to find out exactly who they are. So they must have admitted to who they are. I don't know. It's, it's bonkers. Oh, yeah. They have their names. Nathan Jensen and Nathan Greco. Well, I know that, but anybody who's playing, you know, linking up with somebody online to play a game, you don't generally know their real name. Yeah. Or their occupation. Um, and would they be playing with friends of theirs, maybe? They're probably just playing an open game with a... Acquaintances or something. Or but, others. I mean, this is really... Isn't this stupid... I think so. People sure. playing video yeah. games, yeah. talking shit to one another. You say, I mean, think of all the things you say to people when you're just fucking around, putting them down. You know, you you call it, suggest they're gay or girly or whatever. You know, I I don't know about I don't know what was said in this the, yeah. game. I don't know about anything racial. If you're not, yeah. But I, I assume they're fucking around. They're playing a game, and people get really stupid playing games. And so now the tattletale. I've been called I'm the N-word that, by ten year olds on video games like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, uh, as far as, I, from what I you know understand... How many 11-year-olds nailed my mom, according to the guy, the kids that I played? <laughs> I'm serious. No, it sounds like the younger the player, the more likely they are to hurl out the N-word, because older yeah. players know better. But anyway, um, it's just this whole rewarding tattletales for stupid things like playing a game. Do we really want people doing this? Is that guy getting rewarded? I mean, he shouldn't have tattled, but... but yeah, I mean, he's look, getting these guys in a lot of trouble. Look, gaming pisses like, people so. off. Look at the kids who call in swats on people when they beat them in a game or that when they... That's psychotic. I mean, but yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, do you see the college basketball, quote-unquote, injury due to playing video games? No. Uh, Matthew Mayer, who is a center, I believe, for Illinois. You know, pretty, pretty good guy. You know, double-digit score, all that. He's been out and mispracticed the past few days because he had he had caffeine poisoning because he drank five Monster Energies while playing video games after the Ohio State game on Sunday. Whoa! So he wasn't feeling too well, so he missed two days of practice and classes. What did that do to him? Oh yeah. It, well, I mean, have you ever had too much caffeine? Ugh, boy, I drink a lot of it's coffee, a bad but no, I've never, never had any. It's happen. not fun. And your stomach is sick. And, yeah, I'm really screwed. Yeah, you just you know, you just kind of feel like shit. I, I would never call it caffeine poisoning, but you just mm. feel like garbage. Yeah, but oof, monster energy. I just love that he missed two games or two, you know, two days of practice from too much caffeine. Hey, was there a Coburger story, Booger story today? Sorry, there was one a couple of days ago about them bringing back the firing squad. 
Really? Yeah, in Utah. They revealed revealed too everything that they... Wait, where is he? He's in Utah, right? Idaho. Idaho. I get it mixed up all the time. Just just do the Costanza. Whatever one you think it is, do the opposite. It seemed like Utah would be more likely to bring back the firing squad. Isn't that where Gary Gilmore was Uh shot to death? Uh Oh, yeah. So Idaho, did they have the firing squad before? I don't know. Idaho doing that. I think there is a bill right now to bring it back. Just for why. just for Coburger. Yeah, it's called the Coburger. <laughs> the Coburger bill. But they they introduced the evidence that they took from yes. his from Booger's house. His undies. Oh God! I loved Under Armour. It's, it, the thing read like he wanted to get an Under Armour endorsement. Really? Yeah, because he had Under Armour socks, <laughs> Under Armour uh, T-shirt, Under oh, Armour undies. Yeah. yeah. The he only other thing I read about so him proud of himself is that he's drowning in pussy, just drowning in it. Oh, There's yeah, so like, many women God. that want him now. Yeah, but yeah. he's not. Oh. You, can't, you can't touch it. I hope not. <laughs> you can see I it. But I don't know. Send me picture. I'm forever amazed at how these people end up getting contact with somebody or getting married, and you see him kissing or something. You know, they should make sure that his hands are behind his back at all times, so he can't get himself off. Oh, he'll, he'd fight. Believe me, he'd fight. Away. <laughs> just start rubbing it. Against yeah, the he'd wall. hump air like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he just Sean Watson got off humping air. He actually is. He humped the air so fast. He's so athletic that he created <laughs> friction with the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty incredible. High humidity in every room. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, Ted Williams clip of the day, Brandon. Oh yes, of course I have one. Ted Williams with you. That's right. <laughs> I went to see Prince with the Morris Day in the Time. 2000 zero, zero party. Oh, oh boy, here we go. Out of time. I love Prince. And he was here performing with the Time uh, yeah, here down that. at the convention center in Columbus. I was backstage, you know, being a, a radio uh, uh, personality. Yeah, you get a lot of chances to get what oh, they call work? backstage passes. No. Now you have all so access, high. which allows you everywhere. And then uh, you got those limited ones, and, and I had an all-access. I've, I've always been what? to have Probably an all-access. Um, so I was backstage, and lo and behold, the uh, first time I'd ever seen Prince's bodyguard, big, huge, you know, wrestler, WWF-type yeah, dude. And he had in his hand uh, what I thought was a puppet, but it was actually a human. So he walks up besides <laughs> me, and he said, how's everything? I said, I'm fine, thank you. The pup, I mean, the uh, human didn't ha- never move. So I, it just sat there stoically in this man's hand, in the palm of his hand. I, I thought he was a ventriloquist, and I was wondering if he'd have been an opening act. I missed him, or what oh, the hell he God, did. How high was and I And I kept looking at and lo and behold, it was a puppet that looked like Prince. Or at least I thought it was. So I got to looking at it, and, you know, Prince had the little do-rag and these round glasses. And, and it stood there with a lollipop. Uh, uh, stuck in the mouth. What? But it was so dark back there, I'm like looking at Ted, what the and, fuck you know, are you talking about? Even with my glasses on, squinting the seat, but it never moved until I got about, until I got about right here just to see if it did move. And the damn thing, the damn thing turned towards me like this and pulled his glasses down and said, Hello, it's all right. how are you? <laughs> and I was like, is that Prince? And he pulled the lollipop out of his mouth and looked at me and said, what can I do for you? And I, just, I, I, I was struck for words. I mean, I, again, I was nervous. Stone. Not so much as meeting him, but the damn thing yes. moved. Yeah. 
I was getting ready to run. To be honest with you, I was uh, two two steps away. But I was too stoned to run. <laughs> that I'm telling you, Prince held a perfect pose like a statue. So I I didn't go, but I stood long enough to say, "Hi, uh, uh, Prince, how are you?" And he said, "I'm fine, thank." And he went back to looking at the front stage. That was the closest encounter I get to the man formerly known as Prince or Prince. Rest in peace. Purple Rain Man. What? I love Purple him. Stay <laughs> off the weed. Now, I, had, I only pulled that because I had no idea what he's talking about. Was it a puppet? Was it Prince the whole time? I, I don't I don't understand. The only thing I'm sure of is Ted was high. Oh, really? Totally. Well, I don't think it was weed either. I think it was LSD. Purple yeah. Rain Man. I like that, though. That was cool. <laughs> Purple Rain, Rain Man. Man. <laughs> it did spark a brief memory when David Bowie was on his Glass Spider Tour, oh. which I never understood the name of the Glass Spider Me Tour. Because there wasn't a glass spider on the stage, I don't think. No. Maybe I was high. But anyway... Um, <laughs> We had a, there was a backstage thing, and it was one of these things like, well, it's kind of iffy, but it's supposed to happen. Mm. And so I don't think we gave away any because they weren't 100% sure it was going to happen. And then before the show, it was like, yeah, there is going to be a backstage. So uh, it was mostly radio people. And then <clears throat> they ended up uh, getting a few listeners that I think were at the show that they just dragged in there because they were allowed a certain amount. So anyway, this <laughs> kind of, sort of a semi-motley group of people, probably about I don't know, 30 people is yeah. waiting in this uh, kind of awkward area in the back of, was it Sullivan Stadium? Mm. I can't remember if it was Sullivan Stadium or Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was in Massachusetts. And um, and so, so this golf cart comes driving up, and David Bowie is on the back of it facing the other way. Mm. And he kind of just turned around and looked at the group, and they got within about 20 feet. And then the golf cart turned around with David Bowie facing the group. Uh -huh. David Bowie. And they went away, and they never came back. Oh, that's a good move. <laughs> that's a meet and greet. You <laughs> saw him. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And he, was, he looked like he was kind of dressed for the show. He had this long jacket on. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait, did they just look at the group and decide, no, I'm not doing this? Because it looked like he just kind of glanced at the group really quickly, and then they never got really close, but the group was getting worked up like, oh my God, is that, is that him? It, it is. <laughs> and then it turned around, and then it drove away, and then it was like, well, surely they're coming back. Well, why would they come out once and not come back, or why would they even come out once at all? And it was, I think I, we determined that they were taking him to another part of the Coliseum, and they realized that there was a meet and greet group that thought they were meeting him. <laughs> right. And so they decided to bolt. Oh. <laughs> This is Glass Spider. The tour is named after the song, which I've never heard the song. Oh, I didn't even know there was a song called Glass Spider. Sounds like it's word, spoken word. Spider had blue eyes, almost like a human's. They shed tears. Well, it wasn't a very popular song. I never heard it. Impossible to get two tickets to David Bowie. Yeah, I, I don't think the song was anything oh, significant. Stay off the weed! David Bowie! <laughs> it seemed like Bowie went backwards after uh, Modern Love, Let's Dance, that album. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he went... Blue Jean was a hit, and then it was the industrial stuff right. through yeah. the 90s, yeah. and there were some, always some good songs in there, but... Oh, Black Star he the, came back with. I mean, that was yeah. a huge success. But I love that. I didn't like the whole album. I liked uh, The Stars Are Out Tonight, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. I didn't think it was 
it's hard for those guys when they, you know, when they have these incredible runs and then you always want to, I want something like low or I want something like scary monsters and, yeah. you know, just not always possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lady Janes wants to remind you, you can win a suite for the 2023 football season. Just get to Lady Janes today and get styled by one of the fine ladies at Lady Janes for an award-winning haircut experience for you you will automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life with the Lions in 2023. Lady Jane's haircuts for men walk in anytime, seven days a week. It's always wicked awesome. And then on the Amos, they still have some seats left for White Boy Rick and Charlie Duff. March the 18th. We are getting close. It's the one-on-one, no-holds-barred interview at the Andiamo Celebrity Showroom in Warren. Again, Saturday, March the 18th. Go to uh, andiamoshowroom.com or call 586-268-3200 and VIP meet and greet ticket packages are also available for White Boy Rick with Charlie LaDuff. The whole story. You don't want to miss the real story, White Boy Rick one-on-one with Charlie at the Andiamo Showroom, Saturday, March the 3rd. And they just announced John Waite at Andiamo Celebrity Showroom. Really? Yeah, I think it's November 18th. No babies, just John, but he plays babies. And uh, tickets go on sale March 3rd. Wait! And the show is November the 18th. And Christina Gennari and her team at KW Domain, they've been doing some crazy business over at KW Domain. And Christina's been at it a long time, over 20 years. She's seen all the ups and downs. And while times may be a little weird, they're still moving properties. And she would be a great person, along with her team, to help you find the home of your dreams when you're ready to move. So if you have a question... Uh, about a, an appraisal or listing your house or looking for a house, whatever, go to soldchristina.com or call or text Christina at 248-550-4788. And uh, another one of these lists. Has Rick Beato-Offo had a good list lately? I haven't really noticed. No, you know, and he had a video of the other day, which I didn't watch, about how his channel is going to change. So exciting things are happening for Beato. Is this something good? I don't know. I didn't watch it. He doesn't let on. Okay. It's a secret. Anyway, Rolling Stone. No, I just didn't watch it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rolling Stone did a uh, list of the 50 genuinely horrible albums by brilliant artists. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And it was, uh, I was reluctant to look at it because I'm like, okay, I know all my favorites are going to be in this list yeah. because, you know, by brilliant artists. Sure. It's still an interesting list. And some of these records I found, oh, there's a couple songs I love on that album. Some are just outright horrible. Some are inexplicable, but they start with number 50, The Who, It's Hard, from 1982. I don't remember hating this record that much, but it was not... I love The Who. It was not <laughs> Who's Next. It wasn't Who Are You. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Live at Leeds. Uh, let's see. It came time to enter the studio and cut It's Hard. Oh, it's got one... It's got a massive hit on there. Is it... Uh, it's used uh, all the time in casino ads. Wait, uh... You better, you bet, Athena. Eminence Front. Eminence Front. Yeah, Eminence Front. Oh, that's my, maybe my favorite Who song. Really? Yeah, I love this song. What do you like about it? I don't know. It probably reminds me of Bob <laughs> O'Reilly. Yeah, but if it's Pete. If it reminds you of Bob O'Reilly. Why isn't that your favorite Who song? Well, I do like Bob O'Reilly a lot. <laughs> no, I don't know why I like Eminence Front a lot, but it is Pete singing. I love. Yeah. always love Pete's vocals. But yeah, it's a, it's a great song. The rest of it, though... One Life's Enough, I've Known No War, Why Did I Fall For That, Cooks County. I don't recall those songs that well. 
So Eminence Front on Spotify, 58.7 million. The next biggest one is Athena with 3.7. Athena only has 3.7 because that was actually a hit. And Eminence Front only has 58 million. I'm kind of surprised. That's a great song. I'm not going to read all these, but uh, 49, Billy Joel, The Bridge from 86. And I just don't really remember this. It did have a matter of trust on it, which is another good song, but... It seems to me he was on the way down. 48, we all know, Van Halen 3 with <laughs> Gary Sharon. It's almost unfair. Ugh. I think it sold 2 million copies because Van Halen couldn't not sell 2 million copies then, but did anyone like anything? I don't even know a song on that album. No. It, Gary Sharon is such a pariah. I was surprised when he turns up on the Joe Perry Project tours in April as the vocalist. Oh, Gary Sharon. Really? Yeah. So he's from Boston, I think, isn't he? Yeah, that's probably a connection. Yeah. Mm. And he was free. (laughs) Well, uh, anyway, let's see. We got uh, Grateful Dead built to last at 47 from 1989. It's the album following the album with Touch of Grey, which was their only hit, quote unquote, big video on MTV. And I, I don't. I don't know the Grateful Dead. How could anyone know their catalog well enough to call something the worst Grateful Dead record? But I guess Rolling Stone does. R.E.M. Around the Sun is at 44. Another one. I know songs on almost every R.E.M. album. I don't know anything about this album. I don't think it got any play. Um, But I do generally love R.E.M. Metallica, St. Anger at 43. (laughs) Did anyone like St. Anger? Uh, I don't know. Isn't this the therapy album? Well, isn't this the one that led to the doc? Yeah. Okay. So it was a disaster to begin with. Well, I think the behind the scenes part was a disaster. I mean, it was all yeah. about James was quitting drinking, and James had these crazy hours that he had to very specifically work, oh. and everyone was falling apart, and you know all this. It's got some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. It seemed to me it was too much therapy. <laughs> Weren't there just too many feelings to put out a good record? Nobody wants feelings from Metallica. I don't think so. Unless they're anger, but not Saint Anger. Now, the next album on Rolling Stone's list of the 50 worst albums by brilliant artists is The Clash. And I love The Clash, and I heard a lot about the album Cut the Crap from 85, which is without Mick Jones. And because Joe Strummer was kind of my favorite, right. uh, this wasn't too long ago. I thought, you know what? I got to listen to Cut the Crap. There's got to be something good on there because Joe Strummer's on there. Yeah. And plus, uh, Paul Simonon's on there. It's got to be something. It's horrible. It's just <laughs> awful. Really? It's just like phoned in. I don't know. what. It just amazes me that those two were able to do something so bad. It's absolutely unlistenable. <laughs> Genesis calling all stations in 97. And, you know, they had had hits on damn near everything they did and phil collins had hits and mike and the mechanics had hits mike and the mechanics have some pretty good streaming songs peter gabriel had a monster solo career it seemed like anything related to genesis does something doesn't it yeah but um what was on that one okay here's the answer about calling all stations Mm -hmm. it's the sole genesis album after phil collins left Uh, what it was replaced by scottish newcomer ray wilson I've never heard of that. I didn't either. I didn't, oh even know they, I didn't know they did an album called Genesis after Phil Collins left. I didn't think they could call themselves Genesis without wow. Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel. That is the most down low band info Who's that ever. Dude? Wow. Pretty weird. Um, the Kinks. The Kinks present a soap opera from 1975. 
And I don't know much about it. They had good music around that time, but I, honestly, I've never heard anything much about this record. Did they try to do a rock opera, perhaps? Uh, 39, The Monkees Changes, 1970. This is interesting because The Monkees, of course, had everyone working to put together great Monkees records. They had Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. They had Carol King. I mean, they had uh, Jerry Coffin, all these great writers of the time. The Brill Building was just trying to churn out music for the Monkees. And it was coming in, and they were getting it out, and I'm a believer, I'm not your stepping stone, all these you know, hit records. Another Pleasant Valley Sunday, which was Carol King. And then... Of course, they said, no, 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 we, we've got to write our own songs. We, we don't need all this. We don't need these superstar writers submitting music to us. This is bullshit. It's our voices. It's our we music. We don't need to fucking practice, Randy. And, and Mike Nesmith was a, uh, certainly a significant writer and performer. He wrote different drum for Linda Ronstadt. Right. And he was a decent player and had some success afterwards. And Peter Tork was a pretty good player. But anyway, it turned out that they just didn't really write that great a song. It didn't matter who was singing them when they were writing them. So anyway, uh, let's see. This was, was, okay, Nesmith quit the band in early 70. Remaining numbers, Davy Jones, Mickey Delenz probably should have called it quits. But they owed one more to the label. So that's what happened and nobody knows. I will say their 2016 album is really good. And really? I know. I was shocked, too. But they have submissions from Noel Gallagher and uh, what's his name? Uh, Gibbons from Death Billy? Cab for Cutie. Oh. Not Billy. No. Uh, ben Gibbons. Hmm. Great song called, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, me and Magdalena. Mag me and Mag ben me Gibbard. And Mag me and Mag ben Gibbard. That's it. Yeah. Me I'm and all Mag over it. Me and Magdalena. Magdalena. Yeah. Good song. Hmm. And the... Uh, the one with Noel's really good, too. 38 is Prince, Chaos and Disorder. And the only reason I, I believe that is because I just don't know anything about the record. And, I mean, just about everything Prince did was good, but apparently that one, not so much. Queen, Fleetwood Mac, Time from 1995. Lindsey Buckingham had quit Fleetwood Mac after 87. Tango in the Night, which was had hits on it. Uh, things got tricky a couple years later when Stevie Nicks decided she wanted out, too. That was probably the right time to put Fleetwood Mac on hiatus, but Mick Fleetwood decided to soldier ahead by bringing Becca Bramlett. Delaney and Bramlett? What? That happened too? She's the daughter of she's the daughter of Bramlett from Delaney and Bramlett. Right. Who did Only You Know and I Know, and they had a couple hits in the 70s. I've never heard of that either. Anyway, yeah, she took on the Stevie Nicks role, and it's kind of like the Genesis without Phil Collins. <laughs> Didn't work too well. Uh, Kiss Music from The Elder, 1981. This is the dawn of the MTV era. I think, is this when they revealed themselves to be <laughs> those four kind of not-so-great-looking guys? Um, it's got to be, right? Yeah, I, I think it was. Guy. That that introduction to them is like, so ah! It's so awesome. That's the best production work MTV's ever done. It's like seeing Madonna at the at the Grammys last time. But just the face of... Uh, um, uh, Gene makes, and he does that smile. And it's like, ah! <laughs> I know Gene thinks that everybody's going to think he's hot. Yeah. Gene thinks this is the greatest thing that could possibly happen <laughs> to be seen without my makeup on. So great. Uh, Aerosmith Nine Lives at the 34 worst. Oh. Aerosmith launched an extremely unlikely comeback at the peak of hair metal 80s thanks to outside writers and tunes like Love in an Elevator and Ragdoll. They somehow grew even more popular in the grunge era due to crying crazy, living on the edge, and the appeal of Alicia Silverstone. But when it came to cut nine lives, they were melting down thanks to battles, infighting, and the defection of drummer Joey Kramer. 
This is embarrassing, but there's a song on there that I like. Pink? Yeah. It's a good song. You they, don't like that song? I think a lot of these records have songs on there. I mean, that's a sign to me of a great a lot artist. Of them. <laughs> it also had Taste of India, which I thought was the worst song ever. That's awful. <laughs> I, I find with a lot of my favorite bands, they can't put out an album without at least a couple songs I like. Yeah. But sometimes they pull it off like the Clash Cut the Crap is truly crap. Mm-hmm. You know who wrote this song with them? Yeah, this isn't bad. I kind of like this song. Great Glenn song. Ballard. We played it. What? Yeah. Glenn Ballard wrote it? He wrote, yeah, with uh, Tyler and Perry. You know, <laughs> Tyler Perry wrote this? <laughs> Steven Tyler. <laughs> I know. Joe Perry. Reading about Aerosmith, it sounds to me like the band always could put together some great melodies, but getting Steven to write lyrics was just fucking hell. Yeah. They would be literally done, and he would be scratching away in a notebook, you know. Yeah. Outside right. the studio, and there yeah, is Steven Van. They talked about that where in I think his book where he scats a song out, like oh, he'll you know cool. play the music and hears blah 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 blah, oh, blah right. and then eventually puts oh, words yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's That's funny wild. hearing. What did you think like I meant that? by scatting out? Scooby Doo. Oh, uh, something fecal. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done man. that. Remember the scat man? Scooby Doo. Liz Fair. Liz Fair. Two thousand three, all of a sudden the indie singer songwriter behind revered works like Exile and Guy Villain Whipsmart was on a major label. They didn't care about critical acclaim, they wanted hits. Fair brought in the songwriting and production team, The Matrix. They just worked with Avril Levine and her breakthrough hits, complicated and skier boy. And Skater Boy. Skater Boy, yeah. And we'll go to work on Britney Spears. See you later, boy. Put it mildly, this is less than perfect fit. Sad that an artist's groundbreaking affair would be reduced to cheap publicity stunts and hyper-commercialized teen pop. It was a debacle. Uh, Sad. This is the album that she thought she always wanted to make and wished she had not made. Weezer Ratitude at 31 Worst yeah, from 2009. Terrible album. Don't know the record. Very is it bad? I, I'm not a fan of it. But the, you know what? They turn out so many albums. Yeah. Well, they that's, put out that's like an thing, album though. every fucking year. If you make 20 albums, you're going to have one that sucks. But I believe that came after a really, really, really great album, so it was such a letdown. What's it say about it? Does it say, I mean, does it say anything as it, to why they didn't like it? Well, it, Rolling Stone didn't like it. Uh, let's see, Weezer made a few creative missteps ever since they reemerged at the turn of Millennium with the Green Album, mm-hmm. but at least the shortcomings of albums like OK Human, the Black Album, and Pacific Daydream suffer from shortcomings of either Weezer alone or outside songwriters that share the Weezer aesthetic. On Ratitude, they brought in Dr. Luke, Little Wayne, Jermaine Dupree, and others oh, well, from far go. outside the brand's world in a transparent attempt to get back on Top 40 radio. Well, there you go. By not June it's 18th. Very different. Now, I'm actually proud that Paul McCartney is only at the 30th, 30 worst, because I thought he would get higher. He's had some albums that have really been ripped. And give my regards to Broad Street, it was a disaster. It did have uh, No More Lonely Nights, which was a hit, but it, he redid some Beatles songs for the movie, and it just did, they didn't need to be redone. So, no. Joni Mitchell, Doggy Dog at 29. Allman Brothers, Brothers of the Road from 81. And I think this is when... Greg Allman is just a posit- just positively a mess. Uh, we got him in a hotel room once at WAAF. I don't know really? why I thought of that yesterday when we were talking about Trudy's debacle. It reminded me of the 80s. We're doing radio in the late 80s. Sounds like you're pulling a caper. And he, he was, it was a bit of a caper. He was super nice. He was fucked up, though. Really fucked up, which is all anyone remembered about it. <laughs> uh, Madonna's American Life at the 26th worst. What's on that? 
Uh, let's see. I think American Pie is on it. She went <laughs> so through Bowie. terrible, her version. She went through Bowie-like stylistic changes with practically every album, but always stayed on top of trends, never lost her ability to generate hits. All that came to a screeching halt in 2003 with American Life. Released weeks after the start of the Iraq War, the album finds Madonna confronting a post-9-11 world and a desire to move beyond narcissistic desires. Uh, it's the one where she dressed up like Che Guevara. And- cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Neil Young, Fork in the Road, 2009. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's just a late Neil Young album. <laughs> I don't know. I know much about it. Little Wayne, Rebirth. I know nothing. Cheap Trick, The Doctor, 1986. Hmm. Uh, the Doors, Full Circle, 1972. I know this album because this is the album they did after Jim Morrison died. All right. With um, They have Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger sharing lead vocals. And you know what? That's not the worst part. The worst part is, for some reason, the songs aren't that good. I mean, the musically, it's not that good. And these are songs, allegedly, that they were ready to cut with Jim. And so, I don't, personally, I don't believe that. I think they just tried to get some product out as the doors to try to keep it going, and it just didn't work. And in fact, they kept it out of circulation for a long time. Really? Um, intentionally. It was that bad. Carol King, Speeding Time, 83, I don't know. Queen, The Cosmos Rocks from 2008. That's Paul Rogers with Queen. Ah, boring. And, you know, nobody likes Paul Rogers with Queen. I can't figure it out. It no. seems like it would might work because he's a great singer. I mean, with Bad Company, The they Firm, like Adam Lambert Solo, uh, but something about Paul Rogers and Queen just didn't work. And they actually did the tour, and the tour did fairly well, but making a new new music, no. Well, Brian May just recently popped off that they wouldn't make a new album with Adam Lambert because, frankly, he's not Freddie. And right. Queen, Queen fans don't want anything don't but Freddie. So. Yeah, I, I think that's... It's so hard to replace the voice of a yeah. band. You know, how did Van Halen do, do it once? Honestly, as big as Van Halen was? Yeah, I know. They got away with it. And, and as much as people rag on Sammy, I like Sammy Hagar era Van Halen. Not all of it, but I like a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that the catalog kept going and added some songs like Pound Cake or, I mean, right. well, there's a I number like, of them I like. I like that Eddie was the still the central core of the band and his contribution, of course, made it worth. How many guitar players can get away with that? Oh, Where they man. are the driving force in a band that changes lead singers. How, who else has done it? I mean, ACDC? I can't. see Who? ACDC. Um, yeah, bon, bon, bon Scott. Bon Scott right. was replaced yeah, by, by Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Yeah, and AC, I mean, that's, that's one fucking incredible band. By the way, <clears throat> I was looking at 19, let's see, was it 1970s or 1980s streams? I think it was 80s. ACDC streams up a storm. <laughs> yeah. What is what are their top ten streaming songs, Mark? I could oh, see no. the top five. They got three over a billion, which is really? very rare for an old band. Probably Back in Black and Long uh, Way to the Top. Thunderstruck, I think was I'd one say of them. Thunderstruck. Everybody on college campuses plays that game. You guys are missing the number one one. Shook you me shook all me all night long. Highway to Hell. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Thunderstruck. Back in Black. Shook me. TNT. Hell's Bells. How many Hell's Bells have at number six? Um, three hundred one million. Okay. Wow. They have, they have three with over a billion. The first three. Right. Uh, Shoot to Thrill. Long Way to the Top. Oh, rock and Roll too. Train. Long Way to the What's Top. What's my favorite band? What's AC, Long Way to the Top? Have. Uh, one ninety nine. 
Okay, so you get go ten deep, and they still have close to two hundred a song, two hundred for that song. Yeah, it's amazing. They um, there was just like an update in my Today in Rock History the other day about back in '76, like about a week ago. Mm-hmm. They did that flatbed thing for Long Way to the Top, where oh. the entire bed was the band was on a flatbed. Mm-hmm. Angus, Malcolm. Bon, who learned to play the bagpipes, and then they had a whole hyper <laughs> band on this truck, and they drove it through Melbourne. And you can see trolleys going by and cars going by, and there are people crossing the street. Wow. And here's ACDC cool. on the back of this flat red, flatbed, flatbed, and uh, one cameraman, just one guy, who got all this footage. It was the best music video I've wow. ever seen, and it cost them three hundred and eighty bucks. That's all. We have the footage. I have all the footage. <laughs> and before that, that song is really. There a video? Is there a so- is there is it a song video? Yeah. Specifically, yeah, what yeah, song yeah. is it? It's "Long Way to the Top." Long if you want to rock and roll, and okay. it's excellent. At number nineteen, George Harrison "Gone Tropo," and that was uh, let's see, is it seventy nine or eighty? I think he owed the label one more record and phoned it in. Uh, this must be. 10 of these 50 is where somebody owes the label a final record and they don't give a fuck like Marvin Gaye. Mm. We talked about that one, which he owed not only just one more record to Motown, but he owed the profits to his ex-wife. That was part of the deal was she gets this next record. So he really didn't care. Oh, he made a really shitty album. (laughs) Not on purpose. He just didn't do his best. So anyway, uh, Gontrapo was just really kind of George's uh, setting son. In fact, he did not have a label for, I think, six years. And then uh, Cloud Nine in 87, and then the Wilburys in 88 and 89, and that was kind of his rally. Lou Reed's Mistrial, this actually talked about this 1986, and Lou was on kind of a run there. He had a couple good albums, and then uh, New Sensations in 84 was good. In 86, rap was coming, and they mentioned in the description that to make matters worse, Lou thought the world was ready to hear him rap oh, on the original I'm ready, rapper. I'm ready to hear him rap. And and I was so shocked by that that I actually listened to the original rapper, and it is really bad. <laughs> it's, it's bad, like not even worth listening to bad, unless you really oh, want to. Well, just a little bit, maybe. Cool beat. Uh. <laughs> For some reason, I couldn't function Lou even trying this. Yeah! I was sitting home on the West End watching TV with a female friend. We were watching the news, the world's in a mess. Oh, and the hungry world's distressed. Herbies and AIDS, the Middle East, full throttle, they check that sauce for you. Yeah, you're right, it's pretty awful. Is that pretty true? Trend. Is that true? Rapping? <laughs> no. He's just doing his hey, usual thing. Hey, you better check that. That'll make sure the king is the original rapper. Yeah, pretty bad. I like that it's spelled W-R-A-P, too. Pretty cute. Uh, David Bowie, Lever, Never Let Me Down, is his contribution to the 50 worst albums by the by brilliant artists. Never Let Me Down in 87. And let's see. David hit a major creative cold streak right after Let's Dance. Hey, somebody said that earlier today. Spewing out subpar albums like Tonight and Two Tin Machine releases left his even hardcore fans extremely underwhelmed. But the low point was 1987's Never Let Me Down. It was such an awful album. I really shouldn't have even bothered going to the studio to record it. In fact, when I play it, I wonder if I did sometimes. <laughs> record is a showcase of Horde 80s production. That's something I hear a lot from artists who are around in the 70s and 60s, and in the 80s, they're lost. 
Yeah, it was because a, they were they're forced to work with someone. You know, you need to work with somebody who knows the modern production, man. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. And never let me down. He never played a single "Let Me Down." Never let me down song in concert after the initial tour. Now, I will say there's a song in there called Bang Bang that I like that Iggy Pop wrote. I do like Iggy's version better, but John, uh, Bowie's is pretty good. John Mellencamp, Chestnut Street Incident at number 16. This is his pre, this is his first John Cougar album. And I guess it bombed because um, all these people were saying John Cougar was the next Bruce Springsteen. And there was a lot of promotion. And uh, Johnny Cougar... Oh. Chestnut Street Incident. Look at this picture of John Cougar, by the way. Oh, Isn't wow. It's like Doesn't very, look like him. Very filtered before filters. Soft and... Yeah, they were trying to sell his hotness. Yes. And... Yeah, I, I guess it's just... His debut album is full of ridiculous posturing with nothing to back it up, but another ready-made pop throwaway. The album didn't even grace the Billboard 200. MCA swiftly dropped him. He went back to Indiana thinking he'd blown his one shot at success. Things changed a couple years later when he moved to London and scored a hit with I Need a Lover That Won't Drive Me Crazy. Hmm. The Jacksons at number 15 with 2300 Jackson Street. <laughs> mm. yeah. This is the 1989 piece of desperation when Joe Jackson... Uh, still had control over Michael, and he made him do an album with Jermaine and the Stupid Brothers. Oof, wow. <laughs> Michael had little artistic or commercial use for his brothers in the 80s, but felt an obligation to join them for 84's underwhelming victory tour. He even brought... Oh, I know someone who saw the victory tour, by the way. <laughs> I had even, the Pepsi cans that they gave away for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah You're saving them still? Cool. They're probably worth something. Yeah. You want he, one? No. He even brought them, well, maybe for the studio. The whole family on it. I don't still have them. He even brought them on the road in 84 when, by all logic, he should have been playing stadiums as a solo act. But when it, time to came, it came time to cut 89's 2300 Jackson Street, what a stupid title. Michael was unwilling to commit, contribute anything more than vocals to the painfully saccharine title track. The rest was handled by his brothers and top-notch collaborators like Ugh. Diane Warren, Babyface, and Teddy Riley. Despite a few decent moments like nothing... Baby face. Nothing here even dented the public's consciousness. The Jacksons split up in the aftermath, only reforming for the occasional oldies gig. Well, Michael never played with them again, so they, they didn't matter. Without Michael, they never mattered, did they? <laughs> no. Remember, they were downtown a few years ago. Um, were they? Oh, yeah, and you talked to, <laughs> didn't you talk to one of them? I, was, I don't know which one it was. We I interviewed can't, I can't one, didn't we interview them after Michael died on, was it 105.1? Were they in town for... Some reason, yes. yeah. Did yeah. they name a street after yeah, him or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I remember because Gary <laughs> wanted to come in with the interview with me because they were limiting the Gary. time available. So I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, now, let's now do I it. Remember. What a weasel move! That's a good weasel move. <laughs> no, it's a good move because I got to see Gary in action. Oh, he's good. He's strong. Yes. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's got the pull. He's got some good gear. Uh, Stephen Stills, number fourteen, right by you. I don't know anything about that record. But I do know Elton John's Leather Jackets from 1986. Like I said, all the big stars are on this list. Leather Jackets was an, uh, they say, was an absolute train wreck. He was hopelessly addicted to cocaine, dealing with major vocal problems due to polyps on his vocal cords and trapped in a loveless marriage to Renate Blaul. <laughs> Remember when he was married to a woman? I do. Beard. Yeah. 
He was in no condition to record a new album, but he pounded one out like clockwork in those days, no matter what was happening. So anyway, yeah. This was, I, I still liked one song on that album. Goodbye, Quaffy Quaff. <laughs> Same says though you've quaffed your last quaff. It was good. <laughs> uh, number 13. Oh, God. But my thing's starting to reset there. Van Morrison, Last Record Project, Volume 1. Latest Record Project, Volume 1. From 2021, with, this is when Van Morrison was, uh, it seemed like he and Eric Clapton were the anti-COVID twins. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a lot about that on this record, and nobody liked it. I mean, even Van Halen's song, or even uh, he, Van Morrison's fans didn't even like he it. He didn't even bother to come up with a name for it. It was just latest project. Yeah, he's it's kind of a cantankerous dude. Some of the he's really cantankerous on the record. Like, stop bitch and do something. Why are you on Facebook? They own the media. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not what he does. The Beach Boys' "Summer in Paradise" 1992. I read about this. This is kind of funny. The Beach Boys, at this point, Brian Wilson is in therapy with Doctor. What's his name? That asshole who went to prison. Landy. For his treatment. Dr. Landy. Yeah. yeah, remember all those Brian Wilson, Dr. Landy tracks? Yeah. <laughs> these, these, these are all the Landy ones? Uh, Brian cannot write a song without me. Uh, fortunately, with my therapy, I have helped Brian be able to write songs again. It's just that I am on them with him. Oh, my God. What a scam. Uh, I know. So they decided that uh, rather than somehow get Brian in the studio, they would just have uh, John Stamos replace him. <laughs> That's actually, a good move, actually. Yeah. Actually, John Stamos, I'm sorry, replaced Dennis Wilson's yeah. parts. He was the drummer. Yeah, he oh. was drumming. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But and Brian, he could swim. Brian was not available. They were strange from him. Mike Love decided this is after Kokomo. They thought, oh, my God, we're back. Kokomo's a hit in 88. God, I hate Kokomo. So Mike Love decided they should make an album to serve as the quintessential soundtrack of summer. So they mixed um, redos of old hits like Surfing and Forever with covers like Sly and the Family Stone's Hot Fun in the Summertime and the Shangri-Las Remember Walking in the Sand. Really? The whole thing is as pointless as it sounds. <laughs> and it doesn't get any better when John Stamos pops up to sing the Dennis Wilson parts on Forever. <sighs> Wait, Dennis was still alive then? No, Dennis oh. Dennis had drowned, I think. That's, yeah, right. so that's why he had to replace him. Oh, I see. Um, wasn't he like always getting the clap too? That was probably inconvenient Dennis, for the yes, band. Dennis, yes, Dennis was- he a, mingled with Manson's babes? Dennis regularly oh. got the clap, that's true. Uh, Dennis spread the clap quite regularly <laughs> as well. At number 10, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Mardi Gras. This is the last CCR album with John Fogarty on it. And this is when the band won. The band said, why are you writing all the songs? <laughs> so John said, okay, why don't you write two-thirds of the songs and I'll write three or four. And guess what? Uh, they wrote shitty songs. <laughs> and John wrote a couple good songs and that was the last album. And it was a really bad idea to include the band. But they got their way and it didn't really work out too well. That didn't work. Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young. Uh, I forgot this. They did an album in 1988. Do you remember that? No. American Dream? No. I don't think we played this no at idea. WAF. I swear to God, I don't think we played one track. And what they mention is that in 1985, when, when David Crosby was in jail, Neil Young said, if David gets his act together and gets sober, I will make an album with him again. Wow. That so, was really charitable of him. It was, except that Neil saved all his best tracks for his solo record. Uh. <laughs> That's so Neil. 
Yeah, and apparently the tracks that they had just uh, didn't work out very well. Yeah, that, that didn't work out well, did it? <laughs> really didn't. <laughs> that didn't work out well at all, did it? <laughs> at number eight, Elvis Presley, Fun in Acapulco, original soundtrack. I yep. refuse to believe that an Elvis Presley original soundtrack is bad. Well, okay. If you remember, Elvis was making all those great hits in the 50s and early 60s, and then he went into the army. He found amphetamines. He found Siller. You strung out. And then when he got out of the army, of course, his great management um, felt that uh, the best thing to do was sign Elvis to a long movie deal. It was like a million dollars a movie, which was a big deal, or it seemed to be a big deal. And then, of course, the soundtracks would serve as Elvis's albums. Oh, that's brilliant. The Colonel is... Uh... The problem was the Colonel picked some pretty fucking lame, embarrassing movies like Fun in Acapulco. Definitely so, not Double Trouble. That Double Trouble was awesome. The songs end up being stuff like No Room to Rumba in a Sports Car, <laughs> You Can't Say No in Acapulco, and The Bullfighter Was a Lady. And Dumb. this was true of many of the soundtrack albums, but this one was the worst. Horns. At number seven. Be the night tonight. <laughs> I was gonna get to holy time. But I oh, guess okay. we didn't plan it right. It'd be fun in the right I setting. Never stood a chance. Uh, any setting. We couldn't dance. Is this no way to rumba in a sports car? No rumba in a sports car. You can't move forward. Rolls right off the tongue, right? There's no room. Do you remember Double Trouble? Double Trouble has this great Elvis song on it. Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm, he had some chicks. E-I-E-I-O. With a cluck cluck here, a cluck cluck there. Loud as they could be. And when those chicks got out of line, chicken prickers. With a cluck cluck here. Brilliant. I can't believe he recorded that. I'm glad he did, though. I'm delighted. Chicken fricassee. Children's song? No, it's from Double Trouble. He's on the back of the, it's the back of the tractor, I think, with the other girl. Yeah, that's the problem. The movies oh, are your goddamn neck, you son of a bitch. The movies are so hokey. I mean, Elvis was kind of a joke by '68 when he did the he did that comeback special on NBC awesome. in the leather. So good. And he plays some bluesy stuff, and it's really good. And all of a sudden, people went, "Oh, Elvis isn't just a fat drug addict anymore." <laughs> At number seven. John and Yoko, unfinished music number one, two virgins, and this is a piece of shit, and I know God, that. You shut your cake hole, Yoko! <laughs> because I bought it. Ooh. It was from 1968, and I kept seeing it, and I was like, well, it's a John Lennon album, so, I mean, it has to be good. It's, a, it's John Lennon without the Beatles, but still it's John Lennon. And it's actually, I think one track is about eight minutes of Yoko's Baby's Heartbeat. <laughs> Well, there's three tracks on there. Two oh versions, my God! Why is that picture there? That's the cover, isn't it? The cover. Yeah, the cover is naked? the cover is John uncircumcised oh, penis. Okay. John nude in front of the camera, and Yoko with the <laughs> biggest bush possibly ever. Okay, I glanced over, and all uh, I could see were zoop bushes to a bush. Yeah, that album <laughs> smells. This is the track. I don't know what you, there's tape loops. There's just bullshit. There's Boring. no songs. It's awful. There's spoken minutes. There's spoken word. It's just bad. That's her. Oh, look at, listen, Yoko's screaming. 
<laughs> and I think you had to. I think you had to buy it in a bag. I don't think it was actually available on vinyl. In in it wasn't in like the typical record oh, slots. In a sleeve. Yeah, because uh-huh. it had the the naughty cover of John's Wiener. Oh right. And Yoko's Bush. <laughs> Ew. Uh, Black Sabbath Forbidden, nineteen ninety five. And the problem with this being a Black Sabbath album is that Tony Iommi's the only one on it. Oh. So wow. even Ronnie James Dio wasn't around. So I didn't I, even know it existed. That's another one. I, I don't know how you can call it Black Sabbath, but apparently you could. Uh, Bob Dylan, Down in the Groove, 1988. Is this from the Jesus? Let's see. Oh. Dylan aficionado has been arguing for decades about whether or not he reached his nadir on the 80s creative funk on Knocked Out Loaded. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Down in the Groove. Knocked Out Loaded is one certifiable masterpiece. Brownsville Girl, Down in the Groove doesn't have a single redeeming moment. It's a stiff, lifeless collection of covers. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't recognize the names of any of these songs. Uh, Pantera, Metal Magic from 1983 at number four. 1983? That's what it says. Was most Pantera are, around? It says most of these are the end of career. That's got to be early on. Pantera, undoubtedly one of the greatest metal bands of this era. What a lot of people don't realize is that they were one of the worst metal bands of an earlier era. If you need to be convinced, check out their 83 debut, Metal Magic, where they sound like a generic B-list hair band. What a terrible name for an album. To oh, be look at fair, the picture of the two. They had the worst. <laughs> it looks like they drew it. Yeah, the worst art for a cover. That's kind of cool in a way. Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul were still teenagers when they made the album. It was produced by their father, country singer Jerry Abbott. Oh, wow. They hadn't met Phil... Anselmo, his predecessor, Terry Glaze, is a hopeless Paul Stanley wannabe. This is Pantera name only. Hmm. Number three is, yes, Union from 1991. Union. And I don't know anything about that. I thought this was my brilliant artist. Union. It's probably very bad. Oh, number two is similar to the album we were just talking about, Velvet Underground Squeeze from 1973. There are no original members. How do you get the Velvet Underground name on a record with no original members. Now, what happened was John Cale left the Velvets. They did a great album without John Cale because Lou Reed pretty much ran the band anyway. They missed him, but they still put out, I think some of their most memorable songs are, are without John Cale, just that one record. But then Lou leaves, and the guy that replaced him was... Actually, no, the guy that replaced John Cale was Doug Ewell. And Doug Ewell, I think, helped Lou write some songs on the first album without John Cale. But then when Lou left, Doug Ewell was in control of Velvet Underground. He was not an original member. And, and he looks uncool. Yeah, just didn't, just didn't work out. Uh, the number one worst album by a brilliant artist, according to Rolling Stone, <laughs> of all time, ever, 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 is Kanye West <laughs> Yee from 2018. Oh, wow. Really? He's had worse albums than that. I love Hitler. <laughs> they say there are certainly the worst picks of his career. It would be easy to pick Jesus as King or Donda as the lowest moment, but we're going with Ye because it marks the beginning of the most disastrous artistic and personal collapse in the history of popular music. Jeez. Clocking in at a mere 23 minutes, the chaotic half-baked album was cut in Wyoming around the time he told TMZ slavery was a choice and started wearing his MAGA hat. Donda! <laughs> The uproar over his slavery remark caused him to rework many of Yee's lyrics over a frantic two weeks shortly before the album dropped, which explains screeds like, just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. Now I'm on 50 blogs getting 50 calls. My wife screaming, say, we about to lose it all. You know what's crazy? Some of these tracks have a lot of spins. 
One of, one of them's got. Five. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. Four hundred and four million, three hundred fifty-eight million, three hundred forty-six million. Well, he probably uh, did his last album get a lot some spins. Uh, Donda. Yeah. Let me check. Probably did. I mean, aren't there people who just love Kanye Donda. no matter what? He's not get, that old. No, no nothing on Donda has that many. What's the most on Donda? Uh, the most on Donda is three hundred forty-three million. That's a lot. Praise Donda. God. Donda. What's second? Three thirteen. That's still a lot. Two twenty-one, and That's then a lot. everything else is under a hundred million. It looks like on a one sixteen. It is. That's amazing I, I, for a bad album. It is. But, but I guess yay. it's like bad albums used to sell five hundred thousand copies, so it's just relative. I guess I was just surprised that ye that other album had so many. So this list came into being because record companies forced people to a either give up their last like subject finish, finish your contract finish their out, contract yeah. out yeah do one more or forced people who you know like bands who didn't have any original members to perform. yeah and some, some there's a few in there that are just people made bad records like the Beach Boys although. You know, they are missing Brian Wilson. My Pantera one's interesting, though, because it's at the beginning of their career. Yeah. Or, you know, they've just... Again, if you've made 20, yeah. 25 albums, yeah, you're going to make gonna a stinker great. somewhere. Yeah. So... That's so hard. Yeah, it's a tough Such a is. short shelf life. And now, you've got mental health to worry about. <laughs> oh! Lila. Uh, so it's spring with Dr. Roche. It's time to get your face freshened up with Evoke, which contours your face, uh, non-invasive contouring for face, neck, and jawline. And, of course, you want to tighten up your waistline, too, so you look good in summer clothes with Evolve. Uh, remember to ask for uh, tightening, transforming, and toning. It tightens up loose skin, transforms cellulite, and contours your muscles, toning them up underneath. So everything looks a lot better and smoother. And you can lay on a table, and they'll do 44,000, like 44,000 sit-ups. Plus, now they have a BOGO deal on lip filler. Call them and take them up on any one of these or get a consult from Dr. Roche at 248-338-1110. And uh, Public Adjusters of Michigan, I got a uh, giant part of my tree in my backyard that just barely missed oh, my really? roof. Yeah, just barely. Um, and this is the kind of... You kind of wish it did, and then you got a new roof. I just got a new roof. So oh, okay. To undo the yeah, but you, you know, insurance. You know, you never know. You I've don't. never had anything in the house that hates me that insurance would pay for. It's so really? bizarre. Huh. Yeah, really. Hmm. Um, you know, because it's always like ten thousand dollars, and you're a lot of them try to find a way out. Right? Uh, exactly, and that's why you need public adjusters in Michigan because they will target whatever you need to make a claim about. Make sure you don't make the wrong claims. Or talk to the insurance company and screw yourself over because, um, you know, they know the contracts and uh, they can spot what you need to go claim. They can even do it for you. Call PamFirst.com or click the logo on our website. Speaking of insurance companies, there was a story today that the uh, Blue Cross, Michigan Blue Cross CEO and how much he made last year. Oh, really? $17 million. Oh, that's not much. Um, and you might ask yourself, whoa, well, what did Blue Cross do for the year? What did, what did he do to deserve that $17 million? Well, they lost $777 million. What? what? Yeah, well, now, to be fair. What, paying, paying people claims? No, most <laughs> most of his investment because they oh. have so much money. Mm -hmm. I think they're valued at like $32 billion. 
But yeah, they wow. still lost. I mean, it was a bad year in the market, but they lost money because of that. I believe the insurance aspect of it just raked it in. So right. it's just when you get that thing at the end of the year, because I'm a member of Blue Cross, and then when, when it comes in, it's like, here's your plan for next year. And yeah. the rates are what? <laughs> it's not something new. <laughs> I think I have Blue Cross. Blue and you see how high the rates go up. And you're like, yeah. why? No. I haven't claimed anything. Yeah, but now we know why. So this guy can make seventeen million. So was, good, on, good on him. There was some Reddit. Maybe his thre- daughter can be governor someday. <laughs> there was some Reddit thread today about um, you know like Medicare and they they're not they're not budging. It was a really convoluted story about um, changing the way Medicare operates. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And and they're like, <laughs> no, we can't do that um, because private insurance has to do its thing. And people on, on the Reddit thread were like, oh yeah, like not paying a, a dime until you're at thirteen thousand and broke and it was it was just a really my insurance does not cover pms it's salty so, but accurate it's so fucking hard to maneuver that i don't know how older people do all the medicare part a b c and d and what i mean i don't know what any of it means I mean, why is that necessary yet. though i'm Honestly. not old yet but you know what i am a don't mem- you go dying <laughs> i'm a member of aarp now you are <laughs> How did you do that? Did you fudge your way in? No. Anybody, this is what I didn't know. Anybody can be a member, and the reason it came up is because Legacy, I was talking to Alex, he's like, oh, there's a pretty good discount if you're an AARP member. I'm like, well, I'm not. He goes, oh, sign up. And um, so you get a discount. It's like nine bucks. Who cares? Right. But you get a discount, and depending on you know what the carrier is, and that one carries pretty good discount, so it was more than a wash. And then when I was at the AT&T store, because I needed a new phone, they're like, are you an AAP member? I'm like, why is everybody ad- am I do I look that old <laughs> that I'm an AARP member? They're like, no, but you get a great discount if you are. I'm like, well shit, man. I'm signing I'm signing up for so I signed uh-huh. up for and I gotta tell you, they bombard you with emails. Oh god, I know. Spam after spam. Nobody else is an AARP member. Am I the only really You're old so person? Old. It yeah. me to look at you. you are, but I but they <laughs> They bombard you whether you're a member That's or true. not. That's true. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, what are, what are, I, don't even, I don't even know what they do but other than, other than get me discounts. The only thing I know about AARP nice. is that they must have, like, monthly <laughs> newsletters because that's the only thing I read in my in-law's bathroom when I'm taking them. <laughs> really? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that it makes it that far into the house. Shouldn't they, they have better thrown away. Shouldn't they have better a waste. Reading? What a waste. Yeah, right. Print a magazine. This was dumb. Oh, that's so like you me. read the Costco Connection. Yeah, the Costco magazine. Costco Connection is a fucking great magazine. I you never so read much. it. You get oh some my big God. guests. The letters to the editor are fantastic. Really? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think would write a letter to the editor for the Costco Connection? I don't know. It's really old people that are amazed by Costco. <laughs> so it's just a joy to read that. <laughs> There's always a column by Susie Orman about investing that is the most basic, generic <laughs> overview of investing. I absolutely never listen to I, anything Susie Orman says, I, which I, is I'm probably being, reflected in the way I'm I being incredibly handle myself. Facetious. It I, is another thing that is a waste of paper. But uh, because someone's been watching Susie Orman for, the big, the for a super waste. shallow reason, because I hate her hairstyle. Susie Orman, <laughs> that's awfully catty of you. It's very catty. Um, the other one that it's a total waste is the there's a Michigan alumni magazine and the, oh. oh my god it's the worst fucking magazine really we don't Sorry. have a BG Sorry. alum uh, I actually not... paid them you two, paid dues two hundred dollars really <laughs> and you what do you you don't even get a crappy magazine out of it I get a crappy magazine out of it actually I should I, I should complain to him about Pat Still and uh, Pat <laughs> report him <laughs> report him to the Bowling Green Alumni Association <laughs> that this guy paid me out of his own pocket. <laughs> Have you been? Have people been reaching out to you about Pat Still? Um, 
nobody who knew him, although I talked to Doug about it today, and he's in the Venn diagram of Pat's capers. Oh, did he work with capers? him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here. Duh. Yeah. And then he also pointed out that part of the reason that motivated Pat to do the thing, you know, dropping the commercials, is that he was across the street at Wheels out foxing Riff at the time. Well, that worked out well for him. Yeah. I mean, because then he got to spend 30 years in Sacramento. <laughs> It did. I know. I'm amazed. It, uh, it worked out for great, you. How he bounced back. Yeah. Worked out for Riff. It worked out for well, not Wheels really. Yeah. That was the other frequency. Right. Right. Ninety-eight. <laughs> what was it? What, what was it? Ninety-eight seven. Um. Yeah. Ninety-eight point yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. They were. I remember when they switched to jazz. Oh. Doug was rock jazz. hard that day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Oh my God! He was so pumped when they flipped. Oh, was that oh was yeah, that that's then. right. Yeah, boy, he worked both sides of the streets. Yeah, I got to tell you, Radio Wars, it was kind of fun being around <laughs> it then. It was. And I don't think that really exists anymore. Well, when 105.1 failed a couple years back, everybody at 97.1 popped champagne, and they held a huge party. I don't even did think they? It, did they really? Yeah, uh, you don't remember that? No, I, I would think it wouldn't even make a blip on their radar. <laughs> no, no, they did. I think Jamie, like, you don't remember? Jamie, like, texted you, and he was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, well, I could go back through my texts and see. <laughs> oh, good memory. Wow. I, that's how unimportant it was. <laughs> By the way. Really. Um, Although I wouldn't trade. Hey, we're coming up on the uh, 10-year anniversary. Can someone do a retrospective on the failure of 105.1? Oh, right? that's, 20, a, that's it, a great documentary. Was it 2013 when it launched? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Doug um, Doug told me another story today about Kansas, like the ten, state or 10 the band? years ago, the band. <laughs> they went to see... Uh, Kansas, him and Sue, and you know, it was a radio station thing. Well, was he forced to, or did he want to? <laughs> I I think it was just a uh, I will go see him, and um, and they get there and they're going backstage, and then they get the lecture where you don't look Kansas in the eye at the meet and greet, and what? don't <laughs> don't turn your face in their direction. And what, I was what, like, what year was this? I All we are is dust. I can't remember. I mean, they should be happy that I know. I someone would want to look at if them. If someone told me not to look at Kansas, oh, I, you'd have I to. would have to ask them where I could look because I don't know who they are. <laughs> I have no clue what they look like. You, you think you're looking at the, uh, the caterer. <laughs> the <roadie. laughs> and it turns out it really is Kansas. Just getting food, then, not laying food out. And they sue me for looking at them. I got to tell you, that is the <clears throat> biggest like misconception about having worked in radio. People are like, you must go backstage all the time. That, all must, right. be, that must be a blast. It's like... No, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. you, you do it once, you're like, I don't really think I ever want to do that again. Yeah, and you're standing around waiting. and Yeah, yeah. with your dick in your hand, not looking right. at Kansas or whatever. Unless you're like <laughs> Ted Williams and you have all access. And yeah. Well, Ted Williams sounded like he had a bad time, too, but that's because of the drugs he was on. I mean, he did not have all access. No, of course he did not. Absolutely I not. I heard him say he was blessed to be able to have all access <laughs> every single time. All access because he wandered in there to get out of the elements. They didn't have a home. What? What happened? What's going on? <laughs> no, but I, that, that, then that people always thought you got free tickets to everything. It's like, no. But nobody tells you that until you're in radio. Right. <laughs> oh, is that why you got in? That's the only what reason thought? to go backstage with free tickets. Well, I'm, I'm the idiot who thought I see somebody on stage at a rock show, and I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know? and then, so exactly that's the normal, same thing. That's normal, that's, though. I think that's... Well, I thought I'd be up on stage. What? And a, you mean as a performer? No, just uh, introducing oh, the band, yeah. Oh, Which I, I I did that a couple of times. It wasn't a major show. It's kind of it's, it's kind of it's I mean, kind of cool. You understand why people want to be rock stars? Yeah, definitely. All those people looking back, on right? You. 
But then it sounds like it's a drag because then they produce a shitty album and they're on that list in Rolling Stone. Yeah, or you uh, demand nobody looks at you when they're back. I can't believe Cans can't. Did, he didn't tell you what year it was? No, I can't. I can't Don't remember. look at me! Seemed I like mean, it was a while okay. ago. I guess it doesn't matter what year it is. Kansas should not be making such a demand. But Dave Matthews made the same demand when yeah, he came in. Right. It was, um, we weren't allowed to look through the glass window into right. the conference what, room. 105 1 when it was alternative, correct? Edge. Yeah, edge. Edge. Boy, there's been a lot of failures on that frequency. <laughs> Edge, magic. Oh, that's right. Uh, 105.1, the sports thingy. Wait, what was it before it was Edge, though? Well, it was classical music, and there was quite the uproar in certain oh, that's right. circles in this, in this market because that was the last classical music station in the market. It's like, what? <laughs> Didn't we get? No one wants to listen to it. Did we get classical music fan hate mail? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, one hundred five. Yeah, one hundred five. One. Very cultured attack. But that was one of the cool. I remember that was one of the cool things is that they would bring all these artists in, and that was, as far as I remember, that was the only one that had a demand, and it was that you couldn't look at them, which I think they should have been more concerned about his stalker. Because right. there was a stalker of Dave Matthews who somehow won the contest to go to it watch him play there. in our conference room. Oh my God. But yet we couldn't look at him. <laughs> I'd forgotten about her. Oh wow. Yeah, it was, that was a, that was that was just time. to to like rub our noses in the fact that why couldn't you, know, you look at Dave, Dave Matthews? Why didn't you take a picture of the last longer? I didn't want to look at Dave Matthews. Drew, did you know Podell went backstage for Kansas and they they said that you're not allowed to look at them? You couldn't uh, look Kansas I mean, in the eye, the band. Just to recently? No. Well, that's was, what I was, couldn't figure out, and then I realized it doesn't matter what year it was. It was a long, it's long... Absurd. It was a while ago. Like, it was quite a while ago, but they gave them those instructions, and he said he just, like, laughed, and I was like... And I, I was thinking that I wouldn't know who they were to not look at them. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be able to pick them out of a crowd of... No, Kansas is one. one of those bands. They don't really have that identifiable person. Who's the oh. lead singer of Kansas? I have no idea. <laughs> Was Dave Mason in Kansas? No, he wasn't. No. Oh, Dave Mason would be so mad. No, we just Ronnie disagree. Platt. Dave Mason? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Platt? See, I have no idea who that... I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, couldn't tell you what he looks I like. I just remember seeing them before Queen at a couple of concerts. They'd bring either Kansas or Sticks out. Oh, boy. And uh, the one time it was Kansas, I just remember uh, kind of big fat guys with long beards and playing violins. I just, like, I don't know why Kansas, I mean, I'm a Midwestern kid. I should have liked Kansas, but I just hated Kansas. Uh, let's see if I can find one Kansas song I like. Well, I besides, we've talked about so. this. Besides Dust in the Wind. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> no, I, this song, I can't believe it has 500 million streams. It, people love that song. Does Wheels play it? Yep. Do you play Dust in the Wind? Uh, I don't think so. What? I mean... By the way, we're on wheels Saturday morning, 7 to 9, and Sunday morning, 7 to 9. Yeah. So there. Yeah. With John Lovitz this week, I think. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, John has bagged out of a couple in the past. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it fun and kind True, of it's risky. kind of exciting because I don't, you know, if John doesn't call, it's not the end of the world. He's let us down before, but uh, he's at Astronomicon. Yeah. What is Astronomicon? As far what as I can it? tell, it's it's like a bunch of okay. I don't want to misspeak, but it's like like comic. It's Metro Detroit's number one pop culture convention. Okay, I know. So I saw that, but that doesn't tell me anything. 
It's well, conventional pop culture. Some of the people who are there are, you know, like in like different movies and comic books, right? Isn't yeah, it? Oh, Kevin God. Smith, Jason Lee, Jason yeah. Mewes, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, um, pop culture. Razor. Astronomicon, the name throws me. I don't know what that means. It's like... Astro? Just, What's Astro for? I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McCarty's going to be there. He's on the list. Darren? Yeah. D-Mac? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. No, what does he have to do with these movies? He's part of popular culture. <laughs> well, I, I just, I had a few, it's at Burton Manor yep. in on Schoolcraft in Livonia, yep. Friday 5 to 10, Saturday 11 to 7, Sunday 11 to 5, Lovitz is there Saturday and Sunday, so we have our Lovitz plug yeah. in. That's cool, look, and wrestling, um, okay, stuff wait. like that. Vendors, artists, cosplay, cosplay. concerts. Who's playing a concert? Who's Can- playing Kansas? a concert? Is it Kansas? <laughs> Wait, seriously, is there a concert at this thing? Uh, looks like it, yeah. Lunatics uh, of the Galaxy has been twisted. and yeah. Okay. Oh, twisted? Yeah, okay. So that's... What um, I wondered is... okay. Like the promoters, man. They have this lengthy list of Ethan, Ethan Soupley's there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, Ethan Soupley. And Lovitz and Jason Lee and so on and so forth. So do you get their autographs and selfies? Is that kind of the point? Is that you get to meet these people? Do people stand in line? Yeah, to I meet them? So, yeah. yeah, probably sign autographs. For okay, so that's so. that's probably the number one thing that goes on, right? Yes. Yeah, I would think. Sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, merch, I mean, I know merch these, and stuff like that. I have never been to a con event. No, no, no comic. I never con? have. Uh, no, have you gone to con events before? No, uh, I don't think I, so. There's no kind of con that has ever pulled me in. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, if you go to the site. For Astronomicon, yeah, is that what it's called? You can buy you can buy the photo passes along with your tickets and all that too. So I love the Wait, artwork. The artwork is sweet. What's the photo pass? Uh, it depends what you want. I mean, what does that mean? Ethan I don't even know Supply what that means. Photo op Sunday session A sixty bucks. Okay. Oh, sixty bucks for Ethan Soupley's Jason picture. Jason Lee seventy. Ooh. Jason Mewes fifty five. Really? It's like live it's in person cameo. What's the most expensive picture? Well, I think you do all of Clerks. Uh, all of Clerks, two hundred forty-five dollars. Wow, hmm. that includes Kevin, Jason Muse. Yeah, um, there's there's a bunch of them too. Okay, One, two, three, four, five, six of them. So it's kind of a selfie convention. Yeah, it's like in-person cameo. Boy, that's they must pay these people a lot of money to do this. Yeah. Selfie. Well, John Lovett, sixty bucks. Okay, and he's involved in some project, so. We're getting him in between whatever he's got to What shoot. kind of project is John Lovitz up to? <laughs> he's been know. playing uh, George Santos on The Tonight Show. Oh. Oh, really? Congressman, oh, that's yeah. spot yeah. on. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's oh, buddies with, that up. with What's-His-Face, Fallon. Is he doing, like, the line guy from SNL? Yeah, that, I mean, kind of trends with that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just, I don't know if it's the, the con events don't necessarily appeal to me, but I just never really knew what so all the hubbub was about. But all I know is that lots of people go. So go to a Beetlecon. I was just going to say that, Brandon. Beetlecon. Well, they have Beetle conventions, but none of the Beatles are there. You've never been to a Beatles convention? No, I haven't. But they sound like a lot of fun. I will admit, I would happily go to one. <laughs> I just There's a big one in Chicago every summer, and they always have... 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Like Denny Lane from Wings might be there. Oh, that's cool. And somebody might actually, there might even be a concert like Peter Asher would be there from Peter and Gordon. He might play. Or, or Rain. Bad news. You just missed. Uh, looks. Oh, no. The New York Metro Fest for the Beatles fans is coming up. Chicago Fest is in August. Yeah, that's always in August. That's a big deal. End of the month, Drew. You should go to New York. You want to buy tickets right now? I don't think so. What? <laughs> no. I, I thought you were a Beatles fan. Well, P- Patty Boyd's going to be there. Yeah, that's George's first wife, also married to Eric Clapton. Peter Asher. Layla. That's yes. Layla. Yep. And also uh, the also the subject of Something and Wonderful Tonight. Man, she's the subject of three very popular songs. She must have. And those are the only yeah, two names I know in this whole list. <laughs> Patty Boyd was so hot. So was Jenny Boyd, her sister Jenny. I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. Eric Clapton <laughs> nailed Jenny and Patty Boyd. Wow. I know. Hold the presses. Gary Astridge is going to be there. Do you know who Gary Astridge I is? I do not. Some Beatles fan you are. That's Ringo's drum kit curator. Drew <laughs> <laughs> just rolled his eyes. I wonder, what do you suppose his talent fee is for that event? <laughs> Let's see. What would they Grand. pay him for that? We're delighted to welcome back Ringo's personal drum curator, Gary Astridge. This year, Gary is bringing a life-size piece, sculptured hand, made from the actual casting of Ringo's right hand. Take photos with the sculpture at the fest. <laughs> and share a sculpture of Ringo's hand? And share what does it cost to take a picture of a sculpture I with Ringo's hand? I assume it's free. And share it on social media to spread Ringo's message of peace, peace and, and love. love. <laughs> Ken Michaels is going to be there. You know who uh, he is? No, I don't know. He's a DJ is. in the metropolitan area for over 32 years. He co-hosts the podcast, Things We Said Today. Okay. Never heard of it. Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll pass. And like I said, I'm not a con person, but a lot of people love them. And I bet a lot of people are going to this one, too, because they have some big names. And if Lovitz makes it at six, that'd be great. Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll get it out on our uh, YouTube channel. Nice. As... Uh, We've actually loaded something onto our YouTube channel for the first time in, I don't know, two years. years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it would be helpful. I feel like this might be too little too late, but I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking why, about? It'll why, be fine. Why? No, it's just that we never keep we never keep up. Like, I look at, I believe me, the last three or four years, I've been watching Carl build his YouTube channel and Shuli. And a lot of these guys, they post stuff constantly. I mean, every day they post two or three things, and it's it takes a while to build. It's hard, but I think Carl's got seventeen or eighteen thousand wow. subscribers now, and they make some money off that. Shuli's got ten or eleven thousand, and we have six hundred eighty-eight. More uh, than Dave, that, we're uh, we're over seven fifty now. I thought. Are we really yeah, spread out? Well, I think people get excited when we put something up, but we just do it so infrequently. And then, you know what happens? Is he making content? Yeah. I was watching. Yeah, I know. We do. We, I, I mean, the number of mistakes that I've made are not even, there's not a number high enough to count them. Because what I should have been doing is doing like three or four shows a week or three shows a week, going on other podcasts, working on the YouTube channel, and just getting out, you know, getting out content, cutting up shorts. And then people like shorter, shorter clips more than longer clips because oh, yeah. I know you know some of these guys their shows do really well too. Like Carl put up uh, and Shuli puts up the Uncle Rico show. I th- I think it's the whole show and that'll do like twelve thousand or something. But when I <laughs> I was looking at our new clip and it's like four minutes long and so it had what'd you say seven hundred? How many people looked at it? It had four hundred or five hundred views. 
It is one view, and it says it was uploaded at 6 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is there anything sadder than seeing something that has one view or two views? Yeah, no, that's... Oh, boy. That's, no, we, we well, have we a... got to grow it, so... You had a new clip on there from yesterday. Oh, what are the comments? It had... Uh, okay, it's got how many views? Not many. 694. 694. So I'm, I'm looking through all of our channel, and I'm like, wait, the highest one we have is 1,700 views which is ripping on Steve Perry. So when, <laughs> when the clip ends, Michigan always loses power is the new clip. It clicked to a clip of the Mike Clark salad story, which is not on our YouTube. Oh. It's on someone else's. 29,000 views. Whoa. Then it clicked on a Michael Jackson bit of ours that had 11,000 views. Huh. And then um, the Captain Tennille call with post-analysis, which was fucking funny, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, all our best stuff is on other channels because I'm such a dumb fuck. I never got a YouTube channel going. And then I checked out Dave and Chuck. They have 15,500 subscribers. I thought they'd have more than that. LaDuff has 112,000. <laughs> Yeah. Now, that's from the Fox 2 days, right? All of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything. He's had it for a long time. So, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like it's too late. I'm too old to bother. I don't to do this now. I mean, if it started 10 years ago, or at Riff, or at 1055, 105.5, Watch but, YouTube, guys. But anyway, we got a new clip up, and we're going to try and get some more clips up. So who knows? Maybe we can get some subscribers and actually make this work. Please but subscribe takes, before it's a lot of work. Drew spirals. Anyway. I know, man. Please. I'm worried about no, Drew. I'm not. No, I, Do it I, for I, Drew's sake. I accept it as a failure on my part because, honestly, I just didn't know enough about it and just started it's doing. Like, it's basically your make-a-wish. My make-a-wish? Yeah. It's like no. Seem, it feels like that. Oh, no. No, I don't, I don't want any charity. I accept, I accept it as being just a lack of understanding of the internet. Why, why don't and we... also a hatred of video. I don't like video, so I was not inclined yeah. to do it. But uh, I was worried about things like copyright. And, and honestly, if I, if I had seen other people doing it the way I've watched people doing it the last couple of years, it is now everybody has a YouTube page. What if this right really now is a it. clip? Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't Wait. think it would be the most viewed clip of the day. <laughs> that, um, remember the video of um, the penis in the crowd at the Lions game? Oh, yeah, or the Tigers game, you know, the inflatable one? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. inflatable one. Yeah, bouncing around. Where they had all the Drew Blow signs, and they... Are, are, can you post something like that, or is that someone else's? Yeah, no one's smoking in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, you get flagged if you're smoking early on in a video. I, I don't recall that video, but we have we have a lot of videos that other people have posted that have plenty of views, but they're just not <laughs> not on our page, unfortunately. So, um, you just put them there. I'm sure we could put them there, and then file a start our own views. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't even blame them. I mean, I've been no. so lackluster about the whole thing. I don't even blame them for posting them. Like it's obvious that I wasn't doing shit. So, anyway, subscribe, view, have fun. And hopefully we'll get some more stuff on there. It's just that, you know, it was just cancel a show a week or something and just put some time into it. It would make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. But I was, uh, I was looking at the um, DTE story of the day, which is finally now some people are starting to dig into it a little bit. Channel 7 did a story 
the percentage of lawmakers in Michigan who've taken money from DTE in the last oh, year. Let me guess, 95%? 93. 93, okay. And the biggest go. recipient? Whitmer? Gretchen Whitmer, yeah. $235,000. And four other state senators took $50,000 or more. And then they have this uh, $7.1 million dark money fund, <laughs> uh, Michigan's Energy First, which they will not explain. Oh, it's dark money. You don't have to explain who donates to it. They just say it's Ironic. within law. And Ironic that it's dark money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fund that uh, attempts to educate lawmakers. I'm like, okay, wait, how do they even explain how, that? How perfectly vague so they can just do whatever they want with the money. How do you give money to people to educate? How does it educate people to give them money? Drew. It's bullshit. Hmm. So, yeah, there's that. And there's, I think, 11,000 people without power, but there's another storm coming. Oh, my God. There was a story about um, a family in Dundee, uh, Michigan, seven days without power, and a live power line down in their yard that DT hasn't gone by. Check. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's only so many linesmen out there to do is stuff. Is it within 25 feet of their house? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're not I supposed to be. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 25 that was feet of, the of it. No. It's just yeah, been a disaster. I, I, they also are starting their time of day pricing model today. today. They yeah. just announced that we're, we're in it right now. We're in peak hours for what? 12 more minutes. So we're we're spending more for our energy right now. Yeah. Well. The whole 14% rate increase, which it sounds to me like, you know, they're getting hit with this, like, wait, this is a disaster. And you're asking for 14% increase. We need money to fix this. So you got to pay us out the ass so we can make it better so it doesn't suck anymore. So ridiculous. No, I mean, there's. it sounds to me like there's no inclination whatsoever not to not to ask for the 14%. I mean, you'd think they might go, is it really, maybe it's a good time to back off that 14% increase. But no. Um, if I was a DT executive, I would not show my face anywhere. I would not have my picture in anything. I wouldn't want my name anywhere. Well, they must feel the same way because I haven't seen any of them. I haven't, I haven't read either. their names anywhere. I would lie about where I work. I would look at it as like working for the mafia. <laughs> like, I don't tell anyone where I work. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> oh, Why would you want people to know? The light, by the way, was out at Lincoln and Woodward today, so it was all backed up. <laughs> now, I do think it's They're because... so bad. I, I do think there were lines. They, they were actually busting their ass work, and so maybe that's why it was knocked out for a little bit. I, I would love to know, what does an executive at DT have to do to lose your job? What do you have to do? Like, um, have sex with a 12-year-old or something? I mean, would that do it? Not <laughs> donate? <laughs> not give money to political... Uh, you know, political uh, campaigns. I mean, I, th I would think if they cared about optics, they would fire a few executives. They would just say, oh, we've blown a bunch of people out. This is really a disaster. we got some new people in who know what they're doing. But it doesn't seem like they ever I do that. Just went back through of all, all Whitmer's tweets again. Still, just, just that one tweet about the linesman where she's taking up all their time. Yeah, wasting their time by, what, taking coffee out to them or something? or. Mm -hmm. What bullshit? How well, no, absolutely I mean, stupid. You know, just that uh, how hard they're working. Which, yeah, we know those people are. Those people are doing the job. They're not those working when you're feeding doing them, the right Whitmer. Thing. But they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know, when there's, when there's not a power issue, let's uh, revisit it and make sure they're trimming trees or uh, putting lines underground, whatever it takes so it doesn't go out again. I find that so embarrassing. Show. So that, did they have a photo op? They take a picture of her giving food to people? Pointing. No, it's a, it's a photo. Well, the picture she posted is her just shaking their hands. <laughs> what? 
I would think it would be much better to have people not thinking of you at all I mean, than taking up their time. Yeah, but they have got, to pretend they like you. But you got to be on top of it. The other thing she hasn't tweeted about is what we were talking about earlier, the, the um, contaminated dirt and liquid coming from Ohio. I haven't seen any anything. No. How does that just sneak up here? <laughs> well, that's know, like, said, uh, oh, hey, what the fuck? The, what's in that truck? There was a problem involving Ohio. communication with the EPA Bullshit. is what I heard what? today. Bullshit. It was poor communication. Well, we're always looking for something to, uh, you know, unite the parties and something bipartisan. Did you see the protest out there? You had, I think Dingle was out there protesting in Karamo. Debbie Dingle? In Karamo. Wow. So you had both Republicans wow. and Democrats bitching about it because nobody here knew. Debbie Dingle, by the way, tomorrow on Charlie the No Bullshit I, News Hour. I would, be, uh, I would be very concerned if I lived in East Palestine. I would not trust anyone. And, you know, the fact that Texas A&M and uh, Carnegie Mellon went out there and measured all the same things the EPA measured and said, no. The EPA's information is less than accurate. They're suggesting that everything is fine. It's not fine. You're not going to feel it tomorrow, but yeah, you could feel it down the road. Gee, what does that sound like? Uh, lots like every other disaster. Flint? Yeah, Flint. Uh, a lot like Flint. Except Flint hasn't been long enough either, so. No, but I mean, everything's okay. Everything's fine. These, you know, The water test's good until the, your Virginia Tech guy came up here and was like, no, yeah. absolutely not. Then you have um, people like Joy Behar saying, well, they voted for Trump, so fuck them. They deserve it. She said that? No, yeah, not quite Not that. exactly, but <laughs> she more or less said it. I mean, she excoriated them for voting for Trump. How tone deaf. Because that, well, on, on that because, show, though, because that's that what will it's play about. well on that show. Although I, she defended uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene the other day. For Did what? Not? Well, because Wait, she, what? Marjorie Taylor Greene had that tweet about how her and her co-workers were attacked in a restaurant. All right. Did you see that tw that tweet? Yeah. Yep. I did not. Yeah. Well, she basically said they were verbally attacked at a restaurant. And uh, Behar, you know, was actually did the right thing and kind of supported her. Like, yeah, that's fucking wrong. You don't attack people when they're eating. That happened to uh, Biden last week. Did you see that when he was having dinner in a restaurant? To which I was like, Biden's out having dinner in a restaurant? That seems really <laughs> odd. Would somebody start yelling at him at dinner? Yeah, one of that the pink, um, I forget what they're all, like the pink brigade. You've seen those ladies before. The they, ones that the, ruin art? They interrupt like um, congressional hearings. They just interrupted uh, one the I, other yeah. day about China. China. But this lady was just yelling at Biden, you know, about the war. Like, no more wars, as if it's just that easy. <laughs> right. It's, you know, the See if you can find it, Brandon. It's, it's a really stupid video because he's just sitting there eating his soup like an old man. People's the level of um, the bar is so fucking low for behavior. I mean, if if, if you're going to yell at the president when he's giving the state of the state of the the union, why wouldn't someone yell at him when he's out eating dinner? I mean, honestly, wow. there's no why one has somebody any yell at for you when you were eating. You? There you go. We need to end this war in Ukraine. We need to push the negotiations. Yeah, look what's happening. You, but people are dying. Everyone hates you. You're hurting your message right now. And She's being booed by everybody else in the restaurant. I would say the majority would like you to shut up. The other things we don't know about. I'll happily leave, but I hope that can we push for peace talks and negotiations and take Cuba off the state sanction. Yeah, well, you're getting nowhere. You're hurting your cause, lady. It's a bizarre lady. issue to pick up with. I would Cuba. like to go. I'd like to go back to the fact that. 
Biden's just sitting there with Dr. Jill in the corner eating in a bad restaurant. Even, he couldn't even hear it. No. no, no. He, he didn't even acknowledge it. He kept eating that soup. Exactly. I wish she had a very piercing voice. I was glad to see that uh, <laughs> Vanessa Bryant got $29 million for yeah, these cops absolutely. and firemen who are putting out pictures of Kobe's death scene. and Hitting I, on bartenders with it. I only wish that uh, that all these other people who are putting out things they have no right to put out would be sued by everyone who does it, too, because that shit, it's it's incredible. I don't even hear people saying it's bad or telling people to stop doing it. But, you know, Antonio Brown, why couldn't his babe sue him for putting out revenge porn? I, I would imagine it would not be could. hard. It wouldn't. She, he's done it more than once. It seems like it'd be so easy to prove pain and suffering. And it's certainly not going to be hard to prove that there's malice. It's t incredibly malicious. Yeah. That's the whole point of it, is to be malicious. Yeah, that one's, that's, that's a slam dunk. So, and, and that would be nice, too, because that's someone who he constantly is refusing to give money, unlike Vanessa Bryant, who has plenty of money. And so now the fire, the whole county is going to be on fire because Vanessa Bryant <laughs> has the whole fire department's budget. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be a crime wave because the sheriff's department has no money. Wow. <laughs> and uh, well, the other family got something like 20 million, too. Yeah. So. How do they pay that? That's a great question. I'm sure the taxpayers just, just get LA hit County for it. Taxes, yeah, yeah. new right. bonds. <laughs> yeah, well, just like Michigan State pays off, uh, you know, all these gymnasts and whatnot, and they just go, oh, and we need more money. We need more money because what do colleges say every second of every day? We need more money. I mean, they've got endowments of fifty million, fifty billion dollars. We need more money. Our endowments only fifty billion. They don't need any money, but they always need money. It's my money, and I need it now! You never hear anyone say they don't need any money. <laughs> but who, who needs money the most often? Churches yeah. and colleges. Right. They always need money. They're always telling you why they need money, and they don't need money. Right. Well, they do need money, but they don't always need money. I mean, it's just incredible. It's an endless well. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what all these endowments are at all these universities. I saw Harvard had to pay some suit, and they were like, <laughs> That's nothing. They've got an endowment. I forgot what it was. It was some insane amount of money. Why don't they lower their tuition? Instead of having this giant endowment, now, why don't they lower their fucking tuition? Now you're talking crazy. Uh, <laughs> supply and demand? I mean, if people are going to pay it, why would you lower it? Yeah, I guess because it, it is a, it's, I mean, Harvard is a ticket. Tremendous school. I mean, you don't why, have to be smart. You can just say it and we'll get you places. You're apparently. Lots of connections you make there. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, it sounds like the loan forgiveness is not going very well with the Supreme Court based on the questions and some of the responses because of people like Brandon. Sorry about that. Who actually paid his loans. How is he going to feel when people get uh, $20,000 forgiven? Well, you know, I told you that when the website was up, and it might still be up to, uh, you know, apply to receive money. Somehow they sent me back an email like four weeks later that said, you've been approved to get student reimbursement. I don't know what it is. Really? Maybe it's just the last couple thousand I paid off because um, hmm. I did pay it off literally like, I don't know, four or five months before, you know, this whole thing was announced. Well, uh, the, uh, the conversation, timing. it seems to be more, didn't they do it under some pandemic rule? 
Like pandemic hardship rules. What does it have to do with start- the pandemic? I mean, paying nothing, off your college loans? Nothing. It was just an opportunity. It's a loophole. It was an opportunity for them to do it. That, and it was a very, very good thing to get young people to go out and vote. Oh, yeah. Well, for, it's $430 billion, and it actually is the size of the amount that I think the Supreme Court objects to the most. Um, but the points they were making the most, I guess, were that people that didn't go to college get nothing. Yeah. People that paid their loans get nothing. So Sonia Sotomayor says, um, but these people, they're going to be crushed by this debt. And it's like, oh, wait a that second. A I, thought, I thought their college degree was supposed to put them, put them, lift them higher. They were supposed to make money off this. They, we had to loan them the money because, God forbid, somebody doesn't have a college degree, they'll never go anywhere. And, I mean, in that respect, I guess it's the colleges who over-promise and don't deliver. But what a phony concept this was. And I, I thought it was, it, from the very beginning, you know, because you'd hear people say, and I, I want to say Bill Clinton said it, I think Obama said it, that everyone must get a college degree. But if everyone has one... Don't they lose value? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how how can everyone make more money? They can't, especially with a degree that isn't specific. I mean, if you're talking about a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, obviously they have to go to college. But I don't know why. I mean, it seems like a grift now, a, an, a grift for the university system because, yeah. oh, yeah, they get all this money. All these people go to college. There's endless demand because everyone has to have a degree, not just the you know one in five or whatever used to get it. I, I don't know what the why, numbers are. But why like. isn't there buyer beware on that, right? There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that you're going to make make an X amount of dollars when you get a degree. But it was strongly suggested. And so? There's well, a lot of I, things that are strongly suggested. Uh, you you buy uh, this, it's going to give you a boner, and maybe it won't. You know? well, I mean, I think there's a lot of misleading... They're not eligible for ads. They're not even eligible to apply for certain jobs without a college degree. So, I mean, the system was not on the university, though. Kind of gamed. Uh, No, it's not on the university. The universities were the beneficiaries. How are they going to complain? They do what they do. Um, It it didn't used to like cripple people for years, though. I because I paid off my. I was told that if you get a loan, you're supposed to pay it back. Yeah, for sure. Well, of course, but how can an 18-year-old possibly understand what $70,000 or $50,000 or $30,000 means? Yeah! You're fucking right. A- that loan approval machine rocks. <laughs> we know how stupid 18-year-olds are. They don't understand probably go to that. college to figure it out then. <laughs> no, it's too late. Not I mean, all. I, you, you get a home loan, and then you, you always expect a home to appreciate. You know, in 2007, they didn't. They lost a lot of value, right? Yeah, well, so that's, that's one rare why instance, just, though. Why, no, I know, but I just, I don't know. If you get a loan, you're supposed to pay it back. I, I agree. I have no problem with assistance, right, to, to refinance thing. I mean, HARP was a good deal because so many people were underwater, but you still have to pay off that fucking loan. But, you know, these just college loans. Just flat out forgive it, it seems insane to me. For one thing, uh, people who are paying, you know, a significant interest rate on some of these college loans, it's like, yeah, well, when you're paying an interest rate, it's like different. a mortgage. That's different, though. Then, then, then maybe refinance it or, or have some kind of assistance there, like the, like we do with mortgages. But just to outright forgive a portion of it seems insane. I agree, um, but I just I do believe I these people were sold. I, I there was a grift going on, and sold, people we, bought into it. We like are sold they do. millions of products a day. It doesn't mean you have to buy them. But this is the grift that 
opens the door in the world to you for all these great jobs and jobs you couldn't normally get in a career of making more money because the average person with a college degree used to make a lot more than someone without one because it was a big deal because not many people had them. But then when everyone has them, it's not a big deal. Plus, a lot of people just weren't cut out for it. They didn't finish. They ended up with a big fat loan and they didn't finish college, which is their fault. But just saying, um, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, just pay it back because I didn't have to pay for college. So, you know, (laughs) well, but it's it's the paradox of the individual, right? You tell it, you tell an individual, yeah, you should go to college, but it's not good for a society for everybody to do it. Same with you tell an individual, you should save money, but we certainly don't want everybody saving money. But they didn't, you know, they, it was not suggested that people would not be benefiting in a big way by borrowing this money and getting a college just, degree. I find it, it was no- a narrative. It was a powerful narrative. And, you know, when you have, in, you know, kids that are uh, at an age where they're easily influenced, 12, 13, 14, 15, you've got to go to college. You've got to go to college. You've got to go to college. Well, yeah, you you'll gotta, be a fucking you gotta, loser. you got to have a, uh, an iPhone to look cool, too, or whatever. You're sold a bill of goods all the time. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. <laughs> That's a big, Im- that was sold as a very important, okay, what, above okay, and beyond what, what about, having a nice phone. This about, will open doors for you. What about buying a house? It's the American dream. You should yeah. buy a house. You should buy a house. You, should you buy probably a house. should buy a house if you can. Buying a house, economically speaking, will. In 2006, we were sold, you know, right before uh, the fall in 08. Well, we're if you bought a house, house in, sucks. if you bought a house in 2012, you're probably doing pretty good. If you bought a house in 2006, okay. you probably made money on it by now. In the short run, if you had to sell your house in 2009, you'd well, be in trouble for sure. A, but if you have a degree, maybe you'll make the money back now, or 10 years from now. I well, mean, that's my point. Being is that yeah, it fucking the bottom fell out of the housing market. But we were sold a bill of goods. No, it's buyer beware. You take out that loan, you have to pay it back. It's not to say there can't be assistance to maybe refinance. Well, but you're talking about you're talking about I just, hundreds I don't blame of the thousands of I, I, hundreds of thousands of people. I blame no, the I don't blame the university. I just think they're part. They're the recipient of the grift. Sure. Can't they lower tuition and no? Why should they? <laughs> That's like asking DTE to, to uh, forego <laughs> their their raise. <laughs> And no, I just think it's a big grift. And, and they and lower tuition because they could get more people to actually come there in a way that would would benefit everyone. And then also... But the, you don't want to have the, too many. Well, no, no, no. But the interest rate, too. I mean, couldn't they do something to get a handle on that? Well, you know, you know what, Trudy, it, what they should do and what will probably happen eventually is, guess what? You can Zoom your way to a college education. It doesn't have to cost so fucking much. You can do it from home. Sure, yeah. What's, what's the difference? Oh, I, I, I think it's a huge, the college experience. huge difference. <laughs> In learning? Yeah, I really do. Why? Uh, well, look at it with elementary kids, right? And how people, when you're on Zoom, you don't you don't read people, you don't work with people in a room. Well, if it's a you, lot, but if you're talking about people of, of social people interaction, that, things you can learn by being around other people, as opposed to just doing everything on a computer screen. Well, it's just a matter of whether you have to go into debt fifty thousand dollars versus if you have someone who's a motivated person who wants to learn. The idea that you have to put someone on a physical space to learn for four years, like they spend all that time just learning and inquiring, and I, you know, I know I've said it before, but when you talk about people, when you talk to people about college, what do they say? I had a great fucking time. It was a ball. Yeah, man. Was... They don't go. Oh my god, it was so hard. I learned so much. Who says that? No, Ever? You'd rather talk about the fun things you do. 
I get that. People tell you they learn so much? No, they talk about how much fun you had. That's right. with anything you do. Because you spend most of your time fucking off, and most people just do what they have to do to get by, get their degree. I fuck off. <laughs> you didn't, didn't have either. any fun in college, so if Spy I ask you, yourself. Trudy, what do you remember about Bowling Green about those four years? Was it did you uh, was it a, was it just a slog of work? No, but I didn't neglect. You know, I mean, you party, but you do. You it's know, the worst you, school ever. I mean, doesn't anything cool ever happen you, here? You were responsible for your time, and you know, went to classes. I got a lot out of it. I felt like it was worthwhile. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. You value your college you degree. Cool you're so proud of. What do you I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. What do you say about high school? <laughs> what about high school? You say you learned so much and you got a scholarship, so you can go Gee, to college and talk about all the fun you had high there. School? High school? High school's a, quite a, a smorgasbord of things I would talk about in high school. I'd talk about freaks and jocks and girls and cheerleaders. and uh, Yeah, you learn enough to go to college if you want to go to college. We was um, doing pussy. I mean, I, I don't mean to put down the idea of getting an education. It's just there's a lot of ways to, to learn things, especially now. Look at all these people that are 18 who are doing a million things to make yes. money. People that are just become, uh, well, you know, big, not the, just TikTok stars, but the you know, big a lot of people are. The big loser in the push for everyone to go to universities are the trade schools. The trade schools got hurt. And then next thing you know, like, yeah, uh, being working in HVAC or being a plumber, pretty good fucking job with really good job security and yeah. working for yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and well, that fell by the wayside. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know why that happened. I think people I think people started looking down on trades. I, I have no idea why, because honestly, if there's one person I could trade places with in the world, it'd be Tan Rob, because Tan <laughs> Rob can do anything around the house. I wish I could fucking fix things like Tan Rob. You yeah. can do my podcast, and I'll go around fixing things and feeling like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> change change bodies one day. Have him. Uh, I don't know. If, I think Tan Rob would trade with me, but I don't know. As many dumb things as he had to fix for me, he might not. Um, He's pretty patient about all that. But I talked to a guy yeah, today no, who's a, a painter, and you can't get a painter. No, Those guys are hard. making money hand over fist. Yeah, I know. You need um, a painter? What happened to Louie? Why don't you call Louie? Oh, Louie's busy. Lou the painter? Lou's been He's busy the for best. the last two months. Yeah. Evan's been trying to find a plumber in Chicago to fix a bathtub. Exactly. Oh, my God. What a fucking hassle. Yeah. It's ah. ungodly. It's a job like, to go into. Sweet. So what do you do? Just move and just leave this bathroom not working and just just cl- just like put safety t- uh, crime tape around it? It's This is no longer operable. Actual Teach audio. <laughs> Actual audio of Drew. Guys, we have a situation. I broke the bathroom. We ran out of TP, so I had to use my shirt. Well, long story short, it turns out that pipes are not BVT compatible. BVT. <laughs> but but you, you YouTube it. That's what you do. Yeah, I do. You know, I learned a lot. Yeah, well, I don't think Evan's about to uh, to fix this. It's a pretty plum, complicated plum problem. Up. It's yeah. And also, if you flush the toilet, it uh, drains into the condo below. Oh, oh that's holy pro- shit. That's a problem that's for the people problem. below. Yeah, for those people. Yep. In that case, move. So so then you're left with, I mean, honestly, I'm trying to help with this. And I'm like, well, um, let's see. What if... Uh, Tan robbed you Chicago. <laughs> that's been yeah, discussed. Yeah. That may happen. I shit Except, my brains out into it, right? I, I came at this thing like an animal, man. And then I took a bunch of toilet paper. I, I, I jammed it in there so it won't flush. It won't flush. I think there's something in the bylaws of the condo that you have to have a licensed plumber for certain things. Don't oh, flush toilets! I know. It's well, not a little scam, but because Rob could do it, but it's there's a lot of 
just, it shouldn't be that fucking hard. I'm like, how can this be so complicated? But uh, people are starting to show up now. And actually, uh, you got a bid from Home Depot, I think. Really? Fixes. The, I didn't realize Home Depot did home plumbing, but if they yeah. supply the bathtub. Well, yeah, they got a lot of contractors. I'll hook you up, yeah. 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 yeah, so that, that may be the answer, but there was a long line to get these people out there sure. because there's a million other people. So at one point, it was like, well, what if just sold it for a lot less and just said, oh, this bathroom's fucked. <laughs> And yeah, this problem, that problem, and that's why it's so cheap. Yeah. I mean, that's it's an option at that point. It's like, and, and you deal with that. And then it's like, yeah, but nobody, everybody knows you can't find people to do stuff. So that then you're just handing them another mess. Right. Whether, yeah. whether, regardless of what you sell it at. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. So my suggestion was, well, sell it to a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> only for plumbers. This home is only for plumbers. <laughs> Oh, that's the best idea. That's ge yeah, genius. Genius, genius, genius. Wasn't very practical, but it's just an idea. Yeah. Damn it, life is fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> can't get a plumber. Can't get a YouTube channel. Can't do anything. But um, you know, I'm, I uh, meant to mention this yesterday, and I just—I think we ran out of time, or I forgot, or something. But they did a survey um, at universities about. Freedom of speech and three-fourths of conservative academics fear losing their jobs for their views if they express them. What they said is that they self-censor themselves. So in other words, if they think, uh, well, as an example, maybe a year ago they felt that a lab leak was the reason for COVID. Though I don't know why you'd bring that up in a college class. I guess you might. But, I mean, there's a myriad of topics that come up in the course of college, whether it's transgenders or, I mean, I don't know how these things all, you know, present themselves. But, you know, people are losing their jobs for things like um, somebody lost their job for making a list of Halloween costumes that were inappropriate. And they didn't include. Really? They didn't include a few costumes that were horribly offensive. Wait, they lost their job? They lost their that? job. Yeah. Fucking kidding me? Really? No. Mm -mm. So who teaches that class? I mean, it didn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a. It wasn't. Eventually, a, it wasn't a professor. I think it was a dean. Actually, eventually, doesn't everybody then have an issue where there aren't things being taught or there aren't positions being filled? You, you know what was interesting about this this story? Um, the title was "It's Worse Than McCarthyism," which was a quote this one guy had about freedom of speech on college campuses. Three-fourths of conservative academics were very concerned about expressing their views. 56% of moderate academics said they feared job loss. 40% of liberal academics said the same thing. And uh, the bottom line was it makes diversity of thought very, very difficult. So among some of the problems is that new hires have to submit diversity, equity, and inclusion statements for jobs. Now, not all universities, Florida and Texas, have banned this requirement. But they have to submit, uh, I don't know, some kind of an essay or something. Here's why diversity inclusion is important. And if they don't believe in it, they pretend they do because they want to get the job. What they'll, in the hell's diversity? There's about 60% of respondents believe a, a professor should be free to express ideas, opinions on any subject. So there's not even really 40% feel that that's not the case. That no, you should not be allowed to. One-third of professors favor investigating their colleagues that make controversial statements. 
in, in other words, they have no problem with canceling people. And they quoted some people in the story who said, no, it's absolutely unacceptable to suggest certain things. And I have no problem, uh, you know, bringing them, bringing them up on charges or whatever, however they do it to literally have them eliminated. And they, they said that of the third of professors who favored investigating colleagues over commentary they make in class, they said that the majority of them were liberal women. <laughs> women. What? You guys. We did this? Women. It's our fault. Hey, where well, are the white women at? Yeah, I don't know why the, uh, I don't know why women would favor canceling why liberal men would not favor the same thing, but it sounds like it was very much a female. This thing. article sounds like it's trying to make people fight with each other. No, they were. Just, it was a survey originally, um, you know, about are, do you fear losing your job for your views? And what they found out was that people that did said that they self-censored. They simply will not express themselves on certain topics. And but then when they said that the moderate and liberal academics fear job loss, it's like, holy shit. I mean, should that many people really be worried about losing their jobs? But then you have this really hardcore group that wants to make sure everybody says the right thing. And, you know, it's, what, what, sounds like it? a lot of others. Sounds like John Stewart. And then you have Florida where, you know, they're banning majors in critical race theory, gender studies, or there's bills to do this, African-American studies. So, you know, it wasn't 1984 about just exactly oh, all we're long of this. Pa- we're long past that. <laughs> yes, you're right. Chronologically. And, you know, like civilizations or, you know, societies where you're not allowed to say something and you can get arrested and your children tell on you. What was that? The Nazis? Yeah. If, if, those, did that? if those professors that are that worried about it, if they have tenure, how can they get fired? Well, they had dead I mean, people, the people ten- who were tenured who were fired. People who were fired with tenure. Really? Yeah. What? How uh-huh. did they do they that? They mention them in the story. Um, I, you know, it's probably not a rash of them. I don't understand how that happens. Though. I mean, that's the point of tenure is to protect professors so they can teach what they want to teach. Well, uh, yeah, I've I seen mean, people I, with tenure. Tenure has been horribly abused at times. but that, oh, I mean, incredibly. That's, but that's the general idea but of I think I think what these people are saying is that they just don't express themselves. They simply self-censor themselves because they know they're going to have problems if they start expressing certain things. And and John Stewart, you know, he's not in a university, but that was a pretty good example of someone who has <laughs> got shit on for making a really valid comment. I mean, he's simply expressing his opinion. And the weirdest thing about that was watching... Um, I don't know. Did you guys, did you watch it when it happened? Colbert is like, he's about to fall apart. He's just absolutely melting yeah. under the pressure of Jon Stewart suggesting, oh my God, it could be a leak. What? Are you crazy? You know, and, and he made, when they came back from commercial, he said, and we'll re-edit from, you know, like we obviously would cut that craziness out of the show. It was, and, and when Stewart's talking directly to the camera, Stephen Colbert's in the background, you see, he just looks like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Is he trying to be times. funny? Who? Was, he, was he trying? I don't know. I didn't see. Was Paul he trying, Bear? Was he trying to be funny? We watched it right after it happened. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think. Um, I mean, he wasn't, but I just wondered if that's what he was trying to do. Well, when he suggested that he's working for Ron Johnson, I think what he's suggesting is that what he's saying was really stupid. Um, you see I, who Colbert had on yesterday? Uh uh-uh. uh. Prince Harry. Oh, my God. Now, he I think. He has the worst guests. I think, he really does. I'm not positive, but I. Um, like I want to see what he, why he had him on, or what he said about it, and it looks like it's, uh, an a part that was edited out when Prince Harry was there, and then they just reinserted it for this episode. It was really weird because the way they came back from break and he's already sitting there, didn't introduce him or anything. Huh? It was bizarre. 
But still, I, I, don't, know, I don't know why, why you would want to have him on right now. On. He's been on everything. Unless you want to ask him you know, about South Park uh, ripping him a new ass. That might be interesting to see or what he says. Or you could ask him about his, uh, you know, he's having a live stream event this weekend. Prince Harry. Do you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can pay for it. I think What's you pay... He- with you Dr. Pay, Gabor Mate or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you pay $35 or something to watch him talk to a therapist. Yeah, but you also get a, <laughs> free, get a free copy uh, of, of uh, his memoir. Shouldn't, uh, you get a, shouldn't you get a Kiss collectible from Gene's personal collection for the, for paying $35 for that shit? Sounds like a Weasley way to sell books, too. But um, I guess this doctor is big into psychedelics, uh, like ayahuasca. Oh, nice. Why Maybe would, Harry why will do would that. anyone want $35 for that conversation? I mean, that's I don't appalling. think anybody does. I mean, I don't understand. Why would anyone think that anyone would pay $35 to see Prince Harry talk to someone? Because you know how this world works. There is a market for that. You know there's a market for it. I No, I don't. Not for that. I mean, I'm not surprised many, that his book sold. How many books he his sold. book was yeah. number one for a week. Uh, so everyone goes out and buys it, and then I think it drifts back down. Even if 80% of that is hate purchases, there's still that 20%. Who, I'm not sure how much of that is purchasing. I think some of those are people that, a lot more that people that like him. Oh, no, I know. That's why I'm using the extreme example but, of it. But that's a book, that book will not have any longevity. People will not be buying it in 10 years. Your new book, I'm just saying, there's people out there that would buy that book that want to hear more about his trauma oh, and please. overcoming his trauma. And let's, I guess, I don't We'll I mean, just see how he deals with my blue penis. I guess it's a pretty good grift if you can get away with that. I mean, those two people have made a lot of money. Uh, I did see... Royal Prince Millionaire World Traveler Victim. (laughs) I'm surprised how slowly the tide has turned against them. I mean, South Park was obviously a kind of a... That was kind of a a seminal moment in (laughs) when a TV show gets it so right and makes people laugh hysterically at you... Um, that was kind of a big deal, but I, I mean, this, this, this grift has gone on for so long. I would have never expected America to fall for it, but the stars fell for it first. Like, Oh God, we love Megan and Harry and Gail still. Every time they come up, she's like, Oh my God, the latest is, and she acts like they're so important. They're not, they're not. I Some mean, people might say that your Instagram loving bitch wife actually doesn't want her privacy. Um, anyway, the, the, the two stories that were also not not so great were that the, the cottage is gone now, but they don't live there anymore. What? Right. King Charles is, yeah, yeah Frogmore is now going to be given to Prince Andrew. They're playing oh. the victim with that, too. They're very sad about it. I, I don't understand that. They don't that. stay there. I know. They're, they, they gave that up. Why are they mad that it's gone? Because it was theirs. Oh, because it's a new tour of, oh, poor us. They took our house away from us. They took our security. Now we don't even have a house. Oh, my God. Of course, they've made $100 million in America. But then the other thing was a story about um, that they are apparently rather upset because they thought they would be A-listers in Hollywood. They thought that, you know, they'd be on any important list to be invited anywhere, and they're finding that they're really not on the A-list at all. Well, they won pos- Podcast of the Year last year, so I mean, that's something. Wait, who did they think Who would want to hang out with them? They're fucking bores. Well, I think it's just a matter of being... Uh, they're bitchers. Being... You know, yeah. invited to, or, you know, they probably thought they'd be giving away Oscars or something. Oh, why? So ever that whole room would have to hear about their trauma? Well, no, just, 
you know, they would be important people are asked to give away Oscars. I think they thought they were that important. And remember, they did it's get that. It's because I'm an ethnic woman. The Kennedy Foundation gave them that huge award for their fight against racism. Yeah. Which Who's is, in charge of the Kennedy Foundation? Who picks that? Well, the Kennedy family, pretty Alec much. Alec Baldwin. Um, we I just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. I think uh, Caroline Kennedy is probably very oh. influential. And Robert Kennedy Jr. is not very influential. Right. Because I know Robert Kennedy Jr. He shits he on sp- all the winners. He spoke out and said, this is total bullshit. And he said there were two other family members who were really upset about it and thought that it was just completely phony bullshit, which it is. I mean, I, I hate to say I agree with Robert Kennedy Jr. about something, but I do about that. I mean, how could you make a production out of, I don't know, I guess, you know, they, they've gotten over with some people. <laughs> Far too many. How's Thomas doing? <laughs> anything from Thomas, Thomas. Markle. I know he had I think a stroke. it's a long recovery there. Is it really? It must be. He hasn't spoken since it's happened. He only speaks through his son. He's going to die without her ever talking to him again. I'm oh, convinced of it. Oh. And without meeting his grandson. I'm very upset with Megan and Harry right now. I mean, I've seen people do this before who actually use their grandchildren as pawns. Right. And she, I really believe, is like, he's never meeting these grandkids. Mostly because it's a control My daughter thing dumped me. And a way to hurt him. Do you think... Uh, show power and control. I think Charles oh. will invite him to the coronation. He is awesome. invited. He is invited. Thomas? Thomas? Oh, not Thomas. I'm sorry. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would did. love that. I mean, unfortunately... I'm not He has that stroke. Um, the last I heard... And, and again, it's really weird how... Like, this is a story I see... I read about this probably every eight or nine days. Like, the latest on Harry going to the coronation is... I mean... What the fucking cares? But drama. Yeah. Anyway, I think the last I heard was that Harry wants to go, but Meghan probably can't go. <laughs> That's a good. Right. Way. That's a good way to but spin it. Meghan can never go. Didn't she skip the Queen's funeral? Yeah. yeah. And why was that? She's a mother. They can't find a babysitter. She's a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. I mean, they could stay with the grandpa. No, they don't. They have could any, have. Don't they don't have any resources. I'm, I'm also sure. seeing that a whole bunch of these stars that the originally thought, like the Spice Girls, Elton John, they all <laughs> thought that they were going to play the coronation, and now every every artist is backing out. Of I can't it. get a band. Why? Probably because they love Harry. Really? Unless you get I Kansas. I mean, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I would figure Elton John would go. Harry, do you want me to play? And I go. Fuck no. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but the Spice Girls. Why would? Why wouldn't they do it? I would think they would do it. No idea why. Who was the third one? Uh, they said, let's see, Harry Styles. Oh, Styles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harry Styles, is, he's on tour, though, I think. Elton John, the Spice Girls, they have all turned it down. He's on tour, but it, you mean he can't, like, hop a private plane and get to the coronation, do a quick two, hmm. and then gone? Ed Sheeran and Adele turned it down. Oh, wow. What about Chumbawamba? Have they asked Chumbawamba to do it? Aren't they British? <laughs> this is starting to look like a Republican convention. They're going to end up with Scott Three doors Bayo. down. Scott Bayo is coming to the coronation. You're never going to knock me down. I take a whiskey drink. I take a chocolate drink. And when I have to pee, I use the kitchen sink. I sing the song that reminds me I'm a urinating guy. <laughs> wow. Is Scott Bayo available? <laughs> I'm sure he is. For Harry? Kid Rock? I, th- 
There was a rumor. I don't know if any, Ted any part of it was real, but Ted Nugent and Kid Rock are playing at the coronation. Supposedly, Ozzy is a good friend of Charles. Yeah, they're buddies. Like they've yeah. been chums for a while. Yeah. No, Ozzy's saying he's going to play again. But he he can't even walk. I don't know. He said he's feeling better. Oh boy. I don't know. That's good. I Bummer. I hope he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne at the coronation. That would be awesome. How old is Ozzy now? Seventy-two. Is that all? Yeah. Ozzy's 74. 74? Hmm. Yeah, it's, I can't believe he's never going to play again. I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm blown away at these people that are out there again. Ringo's going out again. He's 80. Ringo's 82. Hmm. Yeah. How is that possible? Peace and love. The Stones are going out again, too, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kiss just announced today that the... <laughs> The end of the road tour we thought was over. Yeah. Is continuing. <gasps> what? <laughs> they were okay. like 19 more dates. Did we talk about the latest way to earn a kiss collectible from Gene's collection? No. Record a song with Gene at Abbey Road. Oh my god, it's such a good <laughs> Did I mention that yesterday? No. no. Yeah, I swear to God, I saw it and I was and I, I thought, wait, okay. I have to preface this. This could be a joke because I just saw this this like poster. Mm-hmm. Can you Google it, Brandon? I'm looking to. Because I thought yeah. that's got to be a joke. Guitar magazine, six grand. Ah, us, six us, grand. Heard a song with Gene Simmons at Abbey Road Studios for six grand. You do get a Kiss collectible from my private collection. Yeah, though. Once in a lifetime opportunity. A collectible. I swear to God, it said that you get a Kiss collectible from Gene's personal collection. Collectible. So besides recording a like song a with Simmons, you will also get to chat directly with the guitarist about his life <laughs> and his career in Kiss. <laughs> The music will also Chad. the musician will also be giving away memorabilia from his personal <laughs> Kiss collection for you to keep, and you. and <laughs> for you to he keep. will sign two items, not one, <laughs> not one item, but two. <laughs> what the fuck? Items of your choice. Items that you could take home range from his sketchbook to his official tour binder from decades past, all of which come with a certificate of authenticity. You'll even be able to bring one guest along for the day and take photos and videos with Gene. Yeah. If anyone suggests that I'm cashing in on KISS, I'm going to get very angry because it's simply a matter of having too many collectibles and wanting to share them with the world. And there is a value to recording a song with me at Abbey Road. Can you request panties from the panty room? No, Uh, panties are not available. The panty room is off limits. Was there ever, like when they did the Cribs version of Gene Simmons' house, was there ever really a panty room? Yeah. There was a panty room. Uh There is a panty room. And I have the panties. Yep, yep. Every woman I have had coitus with has provided her panties to me or accidentally left them behind. One big humidor. It's so weird how his hot wife is so cool with it all. She's all cool with him nailing other chicks. Shannon knows she's lucky to have Sex tapes coming out. Shannon. If you're with a man who slept with this many women, you have to be very pleased that you are the one that has tracked him down and kept him in one place for all this Honestly, I don't know why Shannon Tweed hasn't left his ass. Yeah, she's, she loves him. She still looks pretty she damn good. She can change good. him. She looks good. There's been multiple videos of him having sex with randos out there, and he, he cheats on her all the time. I don't know why she sticks with that dude. Who was, the, who was that rando video of Gene? No idea uh, who that was. was. That, that was horrible. Do not play that. Don't. Yeah, it's, a, it's a gross sex what? He leaves his shirt on. In socks. For the first but half. Isn't she, isn't like Jean trying to kiss her and she's like turning her head? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because Jean's trying to kiss her. 
I believe she was a prostitute. She was very being very professional. She's afraid she'll I mean, fall in love with me if we I mean, were to have a kiss. If you've seen if that, we were to share a kiss, she would be afraid that there would be a very powerful response. I just assume that woman has seen the MTV uh, reveal when it's just his face and he does that smile. Look at the boobs! Don't on that look girl. at me! Don't look at me because I can't kiss you. Oh my god, it's up there. It's playing. Oh, she is. She's got a huge. Yeah, this is definitely an escort. Of course it is. Right. Look at that old TV. Now that is an average chest uh, from what I am used to in my <laughs> encounters with women. Oh boy. They have all the best accoutrements, the largest breasts, the nicest <laughs> asses, wiener. and of course uh, the tightest. Uh, oh, no. I choose them. It's I really want to send some. in advance. For oh, me. that is just, that's, no. <laughs> what? Trudy! What, do you think it lacks romance? <laughs> Trudy, you've got your own capers to deal with. <laughs> oh, listen to the music they're listening to. Oh my god. Wait, Gene's listening to Foreigner? While he's getting ridden by this bimbo. He looks distracted. <laughs> she doesn't look that hot to me. In her. Is she pretty? I can't tell. I mean, it's <laughs> not a bad body. I, I, <laughs> he grabs her and starts. There seems to be some helping. mechanical issues. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. That is embarrassing. Oh, Gene. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, and Shannon Tweed's cool with that. I don't get it. I don't get it. Cool what are you reacting to there? So I am forcing my penis inside this woman. She wants it. It's consensual. Uh, she's been paid handsomely. She's not moving away at is all. It, she's it, moving towards me. Is it, is it five-eighths, though? <laughs> Seems like it, it might be. There might be a marshmallow-like texture to my penis at that time. I had just... Texture. I was refracting for the last 30 minutes, and I was ready to go again to some level. Perhaps not 100%. The model he appears with, named only Elsa, reportedly works for the drink company, some drinks company. The video in question was filmed without Mr. Simmons' knowledge by a woman named Tracy Anna Koval. What? Who's wow. that? I don't know, but she's the one that She's the one that taped that thing. That, uh, oh, that's is that her who he was nailing? Oh. Yeah. That's her, isn't it? I don't know. I can't see her jumbo boobs. What is so? What did she get out of that? Did she sell she that, that, vid that yeah. video? Yeah, I mean, did someone pay for that? Because oh, oh I mean, God. we've watched is that, it. Is that, just that on the internet? Is that maybe crossdresser or trans? No. Uh -huh. No, that was not a fake vagina that he was putting that wiener in. Oh no! Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> There's so much romance in that. No one knows what a <laughs> vagina feels like better than I do. That was a real <laughs> vagina. He's felt them all. It was not the best vagina I have ever felt, and I would know the difference. Ugh. What she did was terrible. <laughs> that was 2009? I'm not sure when that sex tape came out. Hmm. Well, uh, subscribe, well, subscribe to our YouTube page, if you may. <laughs> Hopefully there will be some more videos on there soon. and uh, uh, Not of that, of Gene Simmons, no. No, that won't be on there. Um, and uh, give us five stars if you can on Spotify or on iTunes or on any of our fabulous platforms. And uh, remember, always, our presenting sponsor is Hall Financial. And it's not a bad time to buy a house ahead of the spring crush and the heavy summer home buying season. It's either easier than ever to get into your new home with Hall Financial's exclusive Buy Smart program, giving you up to $2,500 towards your down payment if you qualify. Get pre-approved same day with the most credible pre-approval in the industry, Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval. 
You're going to have to do that anyway, so it's a good way to start. And they can connect you with a top realtor from their exclusive realtor network. And they're very local. If you're looking for someone really local in a specific area, Hall Financial's got them. Call Hall first. Dial 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And then, um, of course, there's our, uh, our Amazon portal and our donate bars to donate monthly or on a one-time basis. It's all appreciated. It helps us keep the show rolling, so there. And John Lovitz tomorrow? John Lovitz and uh, Jim Bentley, I guess, is recovering from uh, a medical uh, decision. I think he gets <laughs> circumcised. <laughs> yeah, wiener surgery. Yeah, some kind of medical... Nothing. No big deal, actually. But he's not able to come in tomorrow, apparently. Oh. So. Um, wow, that was very weird, your description. I didn't mean it to be weird at all. Now <laughs> I feel like obvious. I really did something stupid. No, he can't come in. He's oh, out okay. for a couple days. No big deal. Sure. So we'll see ya. Where's my dick? Where's my dick?